Kick Out Crew. James L. Corai. Brad Stanton. Coach Rosie. Adam from Bill. Mike Whitaker. Devin Dowling. The Kick Out Crew Podcast. Available on all major podcast platforms. And watch videos exclusively on YouTube. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 47 of your show. That's right, The Kick Out Crew. Uh, I am James Elcora. I want to welcome you to another fantastic episode of uh, your show. Uh, you know, I want to thank Moose, uh, Mr. Mark Cyrus, last week for joining us. Excellent. Uh, you know, we recommend the audio of that version, you know, along with the video because he has a soothing voice and uh, he has a wealth of knowledge. And uh, I like uh, he brought a lot to that episode, I think. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, you know, that being said, I want to welcome everybody to uh, this episode. And uh, I don't know, I guess that's all my dumb shit I have to say. So, uh, Brad. How's it going, man? Hey, man. Went and saw Creed 3 the other day. So, you know, not nothing major happened there, but enough to, like, okay. First off, you walk into the theater, why does it smell like complete piss? I don't know, <laughs> but it does. I wonder why everybody wants to watch everything on HBO Max anymore. Maybe because the movie theater smells like piss and you're paying for $17 a ticket just to recline. Not quite worth it, is it? So the movie was pretty good. Not my favorite Creed, not my favorite Rocky. Not sure how... Uh, they arrive at the plot line, but you know what? It's entertaining to say the least. While my wife and I are sitting there, a couple comes up to us and says we're in their seats. Now, as you guys know, me, that's probably not true, right? I'm probably in the right seat, especially when there's only about 45 of them in the theater because these seats are so big and everything like that. So I said, hmm, we have the same seat numbers. They said, yeah, isn't that something? I'm like, yeah. What time is your, your movie? They said 720. I'm like, huh, this is the 710 showing. She goes, oh, there's showing in two theaters. I'm like, it is showing in two theaters, but not showing in two theaters at the same time. I go, what movie are you seeing? Cocaine Bear. Yeah, you're <laughs> definitely not in the right place. Not only are you in the wrong theater, you're in the wrong movie. So this whole minute and a half conversation, move it along. Because it was just a minute and a half, I'm not going to get back. Another thing that happens. Now, I don't mean to get political here, guys, because I do like marijuana. I have smoked it in my life. I have no problem with anybody doing it. But when someone walks into the theater, family of five with a six-month-old baby and smacks you in the face with the smell of weed, <laughs> I have some concerns. One, where were you doing it at? My guess is in the car, okay? And my guess is the six-month-old baby was in the car with you. So here's the thing. I, like I said, I am not anti-marijuana in any way. But, you know, you can't smoke a cigarette nowadays without someone beating the living shit out of you and telling you everything you're doing wrong. But I guess it's okay to smoke some weed in the car with your six-month-old baby and drive down the road 
into the theater. I don't think so. Impairment starts at the first puff. Now, right? Wait, 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 wait. So they had a six-month-old baby at the movie theater? Yeah. Okay. So maybe they smoked in the car so the baby would sleep the whole time. You know what? As it's much as that thing. might work out for me, I don't know if it's going to work out for the baby too well. well <laughs> <laughs> the kickout crew does not condone <laughs> yeah, that behavior. Well, thank you, David. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, if they didn't want to deal with a baby during the movie. How about this yeah, if you don't want to deal with the baby during the movie? Don't bring the baby to the movie. Don't bring the baby. I agree. I agree 100% on that. But, oh yeah. I mean, babysitters cancel every now and then, you know. Sometimes grandma got a bad hip. She can't babysit. You never know. I mean, this is episode 47. As you know, your boy here, Brad Stanton, is 47. And today oh, I felt like, it's a sign. And today I <laughs> felt like I was 74 years old. Why? A shooting pain from my knee up to the above my ass. That is why I, I can't explain to you how much my back hurts. And you know, guys, yeah, everybody knows I go to the gym a little bit. They've heard me talk on the show, but this wasn't at the gym. This wasn't, this was just sitting in a chair and all of a sudden pain happened. Welcome to 74. Oh, I mean, 47. That's all I got this week. Back to you, James. Well, I'm glad you're, uh, you know, you're standing upright with such good posture after that topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, I agree with you on that uh, streaming, like you can stream at your comforter, your home. Or you can be in public, being accosted for <laughs> wrong seats at wrong theaters, and you know spending outrageous money on you know shit. So I agree with you on the. Yeah, uh, I agree on that. The only movies I go to the movie theater for nowadays is like the Marvel movies. Like, and I take because I take William. We want to go out and the day it comes out. If not, we're waiting a week or two, and that bitch is on my TV screen. Like, I understand that, but I have seen every Rocky since. Well, I mean, I was a little young for Rocky one and two. But Rocky Three on, I have seen in the theater, and that's from 1982 to now. It's kind of a tradition with me. But, right. Well, uh, that's kind of, well, that's what I'm saying. That's kind of like us with all these Marvel movies. That's the one thing we make sure we go watch in the movie theater the day it comes out. Hmm. So whether it's Avengers, Ant Man, or what have you, you know, we make sure we go see those movies. That's just a little thing that we do. Did you go see the re- the most recent Ant Man? No, because we were in Florida getting uh, well, my sister married. Then you're late. So not the first day, huh? Yeah, but now, but now, it's in, it's on my TV. Perfect. <laughs> so worked out. We went to Florida instead of going to. I said you can go. We can go to movie theaters for one night, or we can go to Florida and go to Universal for a weekend. What do you want to do? Movie theater. Hey, hey, hey. It all sounds yeah. exhausting. Every bit of it. <laughs> See, Brad, it's funny because me and my son when we went to New South. That weekend, we went to see Creed 3, and that theater had, you know, it don't have assigned seats or whatever. I don't know how you do it up north. Yeah, that was really neat. this was my first time in the AMC uh, movie theater, and the seats were this big, and they don't recline. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> it's uh, the Regal. Was it a it. Clockwork Orange in there as you're watching the movie? Yeah, right. I mean, you're just sitting almost straight up, and you're like. It's, it's, it's like you're sitting in an airplane seat. I'm not lying, Adam. I prefer that because you're paying six bucks more for this recliner. I'm ready to fall asleep. You remember, I'm 74 years old. You're too <laughs> old, Rock. <laughs> you're too old. Since you mentioned have, that, have any, y'all to, have any of y'all been to movie theater where they got like the big recliners and they serve you dinner and everything else in there? Dinner? Yeah, Brad has. No That's way. what his rich ass is talking what? about. His pinky ass They're shit. not giving me dinner. All right, we're still having popcorn. <laughs> 
Which you have your own lazy boy. So you having wine and everything, though, right? Wine? No, I'm not having any wine for now. We know yeah. that. You're not right now, but <laughs> I've never even been to one there. with assigned seats. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Me neither. I haven't either. It, yeah, it, I've never been to one. Like I, you can pick your seats at Regal at the Regal theaters because they have the recliners. That's why. It's oh. nothing oh. special in my town. Oh. It's Regal. Oh, but I, I there we go. There we go. The the movie theater in like in my town. I can still drink. I can still I can still I can go in the movie theater where, in my town with the twelve pack if I want because it's driving. Perfect. So. <laughs> and what better twelve pack to choose? The natural light, always cold and refreshing beer. You can see uh, natural light on all the video versions of your show, The Kickout Crew, available now distributed by Anchor. We're available everywhere. That's natural light. James, right. while you're on the plug-in thing, and my throat's getting a little hoarse, Nitro Pepsi! <laughs> Gotta get it out early. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, that's exactly what she said. There you go, Brian. There's your thing. <laughs> Brian Haremza, yeah. this is for you, brother. All right. Back you to you. Too many inside jokes. <laughs> yeah, shout out, Bober. Ah, there you go. But yeah, well, hey, while Devin, you know, uh, I'll just leave that where it's at. Uh, Mike, <laughs> what, you, uh, what you got going on? Oh, man. Let me tell you what. I try to stay positive for everything. You know, <laughs> Me too. I would do. <laughs> right. I, I might call somebody a dumbass or, you know, whatever every now and then, but I try to stay positive in life. I don't like a lot of neg negativity in my life. But this week, let me fucking tell you, it's been a week. Okay. So, <clears throat> this topic, top deal, but I'm going to call this when a good fart goes bad. Here we go. <laughs> because there's always been something that's happened. Like some shit looked good. Like, all right, cool. It's going, it's going, it's going. And boom, hits you right in the ass and it's going downhill. So, you know, some of y'all know, you know, I had issues with my truck right now. It's been fucking up. Trying to get that figured out. Truck, think we got it figured out. Good, good, good. Boom. No, that's not it. Then the kids get sick. They get a stomach bug. Quote, when a good fart goes wrong. <laughs> so, I know there's been a time, you know, we've all been went to Walmart, shopping in the clearance section, thinking you got a fart, you're going to, you know, put one of those little sonic farts out there next to grandma out there. <laughs> and uh, next you know, you're running, you're running to the bathroom, uh, changing underwear, because more than air comes out, you got a little bit of liquid in there. You're making so, the South look so bad right now, Mike. So, Brad, I I know you've been there, Thomas, too, have you not? I don't want to play. <laughs> what are we talking you don't about? Want to but still, I got to ask you that. But, I mean, we've all been there, right? I mean, Brad. Why do you keep asking me? Because <laughs> I got to. Because the question for you is. He's going to the oldest one. That's funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I mean, well, we know it's happened. Who's our announcers for the kickout mania? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the cockamania? the fourth week in a row, huh? Cockamania. <laughs> cockamania is <Yeah>. running wild. <laughs> Was it dream commentator duo? 
Yeah. Brad? Because we know you love this section. Yeah. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, Paul We're going to book in this whole thing slowly every fucking episode. Paul, Paul <laughs> Heyman. And Brad hates every segment of it. <laughs> and uh, Lee Majors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. There you fucking go with this bullshit. There it is. Every week, cockamania. Oh my goodness, brother. It even it even made the description this week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that uh, what we're talking about? Taking a shit in cockamania. Well, I mean, we know how you feel about cockamania, so I kind of figured it. Out. So that, what is that thing with Walmart work, taking a shit? Work, work subject. Well, I mean. We've all been, like I said, we've all been in the Walmart shopping in clearance aisle. And but if I'm able to rent up, I'm not blaming my grandmother that did it. I'm not blaming her. I take the blame for it's it. It's not your it. grandma. It's somebody else's grandma. That's I even mean. worse. <laughs> well, oh, top man, 100, I'm not baby. sure what happened here. That's somebody's grandmother. <laughs> Adam, who's our announcer for Cockamania? Uh, um, clean these me and Devin's up. mom. <laughs> My mom's got a job. Let's go. <laughs> now she's got two jobs. Hey, oh. You're right. Because she's the middle school nurse. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> Shout out to part time work. Who do you pick? I said Nitro Pepsi. So my pick would have to be good old Jim Ross <laughs> and Paul Heyman. Don't forget about Carmen Michael. Shout out Carmen Michael. But I think that when Heyman and Jim Ross work together, they're two of the greatest, and they just brought out the best out of each other. So they're my pick. Uh, If we're talking right now, booking it, Corey Graves, Pat McAfee, Michael Cole, three-man booth. Boom. I I, I think I'm going to go the same way, but add JR in there instead of uh, Michael Cole. Oh, that would be that is good. Uh, little hoo ha. Um, James, you keep freezing, pal. I'm a little concerned about the. Uh... Yeah. I'm glad it's not just me because I thought my shit was. Oh fucking up. man, I, I think it's head. the hair. I think the hair is making you stall. <laughs> yeah, it's swaying me back and forth. <laughs> anyway, so there's my um episode of the cuckamania. Can't wait till next week. I bet you can't. Because I know what's happening. I knew what's happening this week. I just didn't know when. Stay tuned. So yeah, we got to book the, we gotta book right the pre-show right next. Oh. That was even on my list, but there we go. All right. Back Speaking of days. list, we're going to keep on down ours. And, uh, hey, Brad, what is today's agenda? So today, so we are on the, we are on the road to WrestleMania. We're going to talk about two maybe not so popular matches. Now, even though some of us may like them and some of you may enjoy them, they weren't exactly five-star, six-star Tokyo Dome-type matches if you catch our drift. Uh, but I'll go ahead and let those matches get introduced later, James, if that's okay. Oh, I, I would appreciate it. Because I you always say, well, as Brad mentioned earlier, and we're going to <laughs> knock that we shit off. We do tend to say it like three times every match. <laughs> it depends how you want to look at it, too, because if you look at it from back then, there were actually damn good matches from that era. So it depends how you want to look at it. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. One of them. 
was hey, a damn good okay, match. One, okay, one, one of them. Today's <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay one of them. We got me on there. One of them. One of them. <laughs> so that that is today's agenda. Yeah, sure. So the worst of wrestle, the worst of the best, the best of the worst. Yeah, I Basically. would put it that way because these aren't that. These well, one's terrible. I hey, which one. one is that? You ask. Well, I'm glad. Let's get it rolling with our first match, which is. Oh, let me scroll up here to uh, Michael Cole versus Jerry, the King Lawler. It uh, took place WrestleMania 27, uh, April 3rd, 2011. Uh, it was at the Georgia Dome in, you guessed it, Atlanta, Georgia. It had an attendance of 71,617. Big old show. And get this. Had a buy rate of one million fifty nine thousand. Woo! Uh, you know, match length of thirteen forty five, and Meltzer gave this one star. Wow! And he was generous. <laughs> it could have been a dud, as some would say. Mm. But that's enough about the intro of the match, Devin. How do we get there? This match may have been one star rated but the rivalry should have also been one star rated because jerry <laughs> the king lawler was an absolute legend in professional wrestling business everyone knows that he's done almost everything except two things battle for the wwe championship and wrestle at wrestlemania so in november 2010 at the tlc pay-per-view jerry the king lawler got one of these two things to come true when he faced the Miz for the WWE championship. The King and the Miz had a big old battle when the King was about two rungs away from grabbing that championship. Michael Cole slid into the ring and yanked down the King threw him down. And then the Miz ended up retaining his championship. That's a good match. You should cover that one in the future. Maybe. But so four months later, at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, Jerry the King Lawler got another opportunity when he faced The Miz for the WWE Championship. Maybe that's what I'm talking about. Unfortunately, The King would not defeat The Miz, and The Miz would still retain as champion. Hmm. But the next night on Raw, Michael Cole would let The King hear it because Michael Cole's favorite wrestler was The Miz. So Michael Cole was ripping all these slurs and putting down the king. And the, <laughs> Michael Cole eventually said, how do you feel knowing you let your mother down in heaven? Oh, God. The I king would snap heaven. when he would just start beating down Michael Cole, punching him, kicking him. Security would have to get involved and pull these two apart. Booker T was screaming. So then... That was it. The next week, Jerry the King Lawler challenged Michael Cole and said, I want to face you at WrestleMania. You're all talk. You keep running your mouth. Face me at WrestleMania. Michael Cole was getting trained by Jack Swagger at the time, so he said, sure, let's do this. But under one condition, JBL is going to be my special guest referee. So a couple weeks later, JBL and Michael Cole are in the ring talking about how JBL is going to be the special referee. And then Jerry the King Lawler comes out, says, 
nope, 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 not happening. That's not happening because this guy is the special ref. Glass shatters, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes down, gives JBL a big stunner, and we go off happy. And that's kind of it. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin's a special referee. So the way this match starts is Booker T's introduced. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Booker T for a minute, Mike. He was uh, just made an appearance in the Royal Rumble, and that now that he is officially retired, were you excited to see him in the Rumble? And do you think he is officially retired for real, or we'll see him again pop up somewhere? Um, I was excited to see him in the Rumble. And whether he's retired or not, or anybody for that case, there's nothing wrong with having them in the Rumble. We know they're not going to win, granted, but it's good to see them come back for that couple minutes or, you know, just do anything. Come out there and showcase one last time or one last time from the second last time to the next uh, Royal Rumble. So, yeah, I mean, I was excited to see him. And that's what yeah, you're asking. I agree, too. Can you dig that, sucker? Speaking of sucker, JR's now introduced. Uh, what an introduction, huh, James? Is this the way to do it? Fuck off. I hate every time they intro him because uh, – Okay, well, I hate the music they play. I'll put it that way. Fucking hate the music they play every time they intro them. No, why is but, that? Uh, what music is it, James, for the folks? At oh, home? it is that, uh, that, boy, I'm about to alienate one state of our fandom right here. Uh, well, you know, oh, it's the OU fight song, and uh, I'll put it that hook them horns all day, every day. And, and James, uh, where are you so, originally from? I'm originally from Texas, right? Okay, Canadian, damn it. yeah, damn it, jackass. Damn it. You Man, walked right into that one. Why do you I think I rep Texas so hard? Born and raised, from, motherfucker, you know? I don't know. I heard something about some Enid, Oklahoma, or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah nobody else did. Boom. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> anyway, well, I supposedly do have fans there. I'll see you guys soon. So, uh, Shout out, Randy. Yeah, my here. dad lives. Well, that's rude. I know my dad does live there. <laughs> so Shout out to Enid, Oklahoma. Great town. <laughs> my dad currently resides there. Shout out to my dad. What up? <laughs> so he is interrupted by Michael Cole. Michael Cole's into wrestling gear, the singlet, everything going on. He's talking complete shit. Obviously played playing a huge heel here and monologuing. Devin, is this good or is it better to just keep the commentators behind the mic and the desk? So personally, I would like the commentators to be more straight ed, like straight cut and be behind the desk. But when Michael Cole was playing this heel character, I thought it was great. Everyone hated him. Literally everyone hated Michael Cole. And then so he played into it and really embraced the hate. I agree. Yeah, I, I got a thing on that. I do like it when they are like introduced more in there because so is their characters. And I mean, we need a character like that's representing the WWE on our TV. So who's calling the matches and telling us the stories? We need to, we need to know who they are and how they feel. So, so I, I, like, like I like how, uh, like, today, Corey Graves is, like, slightly heelish. But, yeah. like, I didn't like how Michael Cole back then was just overbearing every single match. He was, but, like, look, he was in that little glass box. Like, <laughs> yeah, how exactly. cool is that? Like, that shit right there is that was awesome. Like that was like over the line, but it was cool. Like, you know, he's like, fuck y'all. But then he also showed like a little sissy side of him. Like, I'm locking myself in here so y'all can't get me, but I'm gonna keep on talking like trash. 
So I thought, it, I thought it was pretty funny. I will say so, an announcer that had a good match is uh, Pat McAfee. Shout out. <laughs> so, Adam, this uh, is Jerry Lawler's first WrestleMania, as Devin said earlier. Is this a sick McMahon joke of a great legend? See, that uh, I, it depends on how you look at it, because if you look at it, his whole, you know, his whole extension, you know, how long he's been there. He was there for like Raw 93, 94, whenever Raw started, to to the, last, the past year or two. So he's employed him for 30 years. So it, it, I guess it depends on how you look at it. It's kind of like the whole Dusty and Polka Dots. Was it a real or was it, you know? So I I just think maybe because Jerry Lawler was more just a commentator, that just it was rough to get a storyline for him to lead up to WrestleMania. Gotcha. Fair point. Why, why is it do you think that Vince seen the King more as an, a commentary instead of a in-ring performer? I just think he was too old by the time he got there. I was thinking maybe because he was still working in Memphis too that maybe how, Vince yeah, but like, how old was he? Old enough, I think, that it was different back then than maybe now. Well, he's in his 70s I, I would have now. I would have to look it up. but That oh, might so be a good point, Brad. Because you gotta think, whenever, yep. uh, whenever, uh, Macho Man, he was just breaking forty, and McMahon wanted to put him at the commentary table. So Lawler was in his forties then, because he's seventy now, seventy something now. Yeah. And that was thirty something. That was thirty years ago. So he was in his four later forties. Right. Yeah. So I bet he was in, in Vince's eyes. He was too old. So just at the time, Vince McMahon's eye thinking, you know, he's just <laughs> too old. Yeah, because he did the same thing to Macho Man. Right. So, all right. Jack Swagger Mike comes into no reaction. Now, he's involved in a story. Do you think he gets the most upside of anybody in this match because of the rub? Mm, I don't know. I I never liked Jack Swagger. I don't know what it was. I guess what I'm getting at, though, is like, it's not going to really help Cole. It's not going to help. Well, besides Jerry. King, he's the only wrestler. Like King's in commentary, so yeah, yeah I mean, like Swagger's the only yeah. active performer, like involved. And he's young. That's what I'm getting. And, at. and like you know, like later on in the match, you can hear him, you know, kind of telling Cole what to do. That kind of helps out. But maybe this was just a payday for him. They had nothing for him. Just kind of throw him in that little spot right there. James Stone Cold entrance on the quad, knocks Swagger down. Yeah, yeah. So there's Swagger a lot comes of ways. out, and then all of a sudden he does his little push-ups or whatever the fuck he's doing. Oh yeah. Now there's a lot of ways we can use Stone Cold. He's the biggest star. Top You're three damn right, ever. and I'm hook, line, and sinker for every fucking one. <laughs> but why here? And it would it and would the story have mattered without him? I <clears throat> no, because it's easily forgettable. Because a lot of people, if you walk up to a lot of people and be like, oh, did Lawler ever wrestle at WrestleMania? They'd probably be like, I don't think so. And then you mention it, it's like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, the Stone Cold rub, you know, wasn't really, yeah. They didn't yeah. Was, any. was that a way to I love Stone Cold, man. I get emotional every time I see that motherfucker, man. That's, a, that's real just shit. A way to give, just a way to give Stone Cold WrestleMania payday? Yeah, and hope to and hope to kind of juice those ratings too. That's there you go. Cool. I think it's the ratings pop definitely. I mean, people watch a match it, they might not have cared about. You know, because yeah, because it like if if it wasn't for him, 
that would have been the popcorn match. That would have been the bathroom oh, match. Oh, big time. You know, well, I am actually going to mention that a little later on, believe it or not. Well, you, so uh, Cold's always been in that match. So, like, he's been in that type of role. I'm so, sorry, Brad. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Yeah, true, because at WrestleMania 20, he was like, you know, the ref for Brock and uh, Goldberg. Brock and right. Goldberg. We don't know there why for... there, because we knew that match right there was going to be shitty, and the fans were going to turn on it. Yeah. If they were turn on it before uh, Donald Trump. Out there. Hey, that Stone Cold rub is awesome, though. You can ask Jerry Jones. Uh, <laughs> once they announced Stone Cold's match, officially announced it, 20,000 tickets in like two days. Huh. Yeah. Exactly. So we have Michael Cole hiding in the case. Jerry Lawler on the entrance. No reaction for him really either. Devin, does the King have nine lives or what, huh? (laughs) Uh, uh, Jerry the King Lawler, he's a great wrestler, honestly. I feel like back in his day, he was one of the greatest. So he's always resilient. He's always coming back. And I feel like he can always bring that crowd right back around, no matter what happens to him. Saying recovery again from a show. Definitely kicked out in two. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, he died on air once. Uh, they did yeah. 15 minutes of. I mean, it's I didn't know that. So there, Adam. That brings me to you. Can you give me a little bit of history of what um, Jerry the King Lawler's rule was in Memphis and how big he really was? Oh, I mean, I don't think unless you were there, you really know how big he was. I mean, because they compared him to Elvis. I mean, they really did. They compared him to Elvis Presley, which is the most widely known person probably ever next to Michael Jackson, but I mean, just, you know, he was, he, he did the book and him and Jerry Jarrett, am I right? right? I know he was co-owner, but just Lawler in Memphis, when you get paired to Elvis Presley, I mean, what else can you say? I mean, he, Elvis is the king and then you have the king, which is, they called him the king of Memphis over Elvis. Yeah, just keep in mind, he did a little bit of this Andy Kaufman stuff then. Uh, and also, if you guys have an opportunity, people at home, Ter- Tales of the Territory, episode one is Memphis. It has Jerry the King Lawler, has Jerry Jarrett. It has oh, so good. God, Dutch Mantel. So good. I mean, it, there's some freaking crazy shit that happens in Memphis. I, <laughs> so, I wish I could have been there for that. You know, like back then, I wish I could have been there personally. Macho Man was, was there. Uh, a lot of people went through there for sure. Um so, Mike, Michael Cole is doing jumping jacks, trying to be the heel. Are you buying into it? And is he annoying you? And are you loving it? Uh, he's being the heel, annoying, and I'm kind of loving it because it's just kind of showing he's just being a dick, yeah. pretty much. I mean, he's just, you know, getting in there, trying to get under the skin is all he's trying to do. He's, he's, he's easy to dislike. Times. He's easy to dislike. Yeah. He did jumping exactly. jacks on the table, and the table didn't even budge. exactly Exactly. so james i know the announcers we they already made entrances so we know who they are but oh i'm glad you asked brad it's a jim ross booker t and josh matthews and do you know who the ring announcer is by any chance son of a bitch i'll give you a hint (laughs) aew now justin roberts yes i'll be damned yeah uh, that, that pretty boy Floyd motherfucker. Hey, I will say he's a cool dude. I've actually, you know, like interacted with him a couple times. He is cool, but he is a straight up like you see him looking exactly like he does on TV. Capper, yapper. That's just cool. You have him. You have Josh Matthews there. Some people that aren't with the company anymore. It's nice to see everybody there. Uh, Swagger and Lawler brawling on the outside. Lawler in control. Cole still behind the glass. 
Cole pleading with Lawler now. <laughs> it's funny shit. Trying to shake hands. They do, but then Jerry won't let go. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. After you, before you leave the cage uh, part. So go ahead. Pulling Cole into the glass. Lawler in there with him now, beating him in it. Devin, at what point is the ref going to start counting? The ref's stone cold, man. He's just <laughs> loving this. <laughs> hey, I got a question. They had they had this little cage pin type thing for Mike Cole here. Don't you think they should have brought this back during COVID era? That way they can have a <laughs> good point. That's very good point. I mean, imagine if they had it then. They had their own little sections, and it would have been great. The coal mine. They're so they're all little cubicles or whatever. The, yeah, that would yeah. be hilarious. James, back to you. What were you going to say? Because I'm out of the cage now, or out of the glass. So, uh, did you notice that hanging the coal on mine. that desk was on the website? Uh, Twitter.com slash Michael Cole. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is before, like, you know, you will be at, you know, this. <laughs> Lawler throws Cole in the ring. Swagger cheap shots Cole. Adam, when are we going to see some actual wrestling? Because uh, Wikipedia says this thing is 23 minutes long, and I was getting concerned. I'm still waiting to see some wrestling. <laughs> My goodness. My goodness. <laughs> Mike is um who who so all right so I'm sorry about that guys I got uh, lost in a second there <laughs> baseball slide from Cole Lawler down on the outside Swagger puts Lawler in an ankle lock Mike is Swagger the better ankle lock than Kurt Angle? Uh no. How dare you? <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? Well, I just no, wanted to see Kurt, the reaction from everyone. It's Kurt Angle. But is uh, Ken Shamrock better than Kurt Angle? God no! If you ask Kurt Angle, he'll say yes. If you ask Ken Shamrock, he'll say Angle's better. I promise you, both of them will put over the other. They, they both put each other over. So, so there we go. So they both put each other over. Who do you think's better? The best, Who has I better mean, angle? I, I, Kurt Angle's Olympic champion. Bottom I line. got, I got, I got you a better one. How about Angle or Chad Gable? Chad Gable is unbelievable as yeah. a wrestler. As unbelievable as a wrestler. That Cody match from a few weeks back was unbelievable. That has to be the only person yeah. I can compare to Angle. He's going to play him in the movie. That's awesome. I agree. <laughs> Whenever that comes out. Uh, yeah. Cole working on... 2052. Cole working on Lawler's leg. James, there's a picture of this match in the dictionary. If there's a picture of this match in the dictionary on Let Me Up match, is it was this the one? And if, for the fans at home that maybe not know what that means, can you explain it to them? <laughs> Certainly. The Let Me Up match is where, uh, let's say some of you have to relieve yourself in the bathroom maybe reconcession up, you know, stuff like that. It's one of those matches where you understand that either the bathroom break or the concession stand is going to be, you know, a couple minutes. It's not going to be a definite thing. You have to wait in line and all that stuff. So this is that match that gives you the amount of time to get up, get your shit, and come back for a real match next. Correct. That being said, like we were talking about, that Stone Cold thing, I don't know. It's kind of a – it's a weird uh, – like you put the biggest, like you know, the biggest superstar of all time, uh, there, but it's also on this match, so it's kind of like, which one do you choose? Staying for Stone Cold or getting up to piss and you know go grab some pretzel or something like that? Right. Yeah, because we know the beer guy ain't coming around. We've been there time and time. Boy, I'm telling you, Jay, this is another thing. Live venue people, if you have a beer guy walking the stands, I guarantee you that dude will make money for you. 
I guarantee you, if you have a dude with a, you know, like they used to do, like, get your hot dog and get your drink, you know, like, if you have somebody like that at a live wrestling event, you're yeah. number one. You're on the bottom floor. Number two, like, I don't have to get up and walk three flights of stairs to get a beer every five minutes because I drink fast. Bullshit. We ain't got to climb over the back of our chairs. Exactly. exactly. And we're about dropping our beer when we step, when we step down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine going through a pay-per-view carrying six beers? It's hard. Oh, then you spill it on some girl, and her boyfriend's right there, and she, he looks at you funny, like he's going to whoop your ass, and you have to like take off with the other three and a half beers you got left. <laughs> this story sounds Oddly specific. <laughs> Oddly specific. <laughs> All right. Uh, Devin, if Cole wins, is this the biggest upset in WrestleMania history? Oh, is- absolutely. What? Yeah, that's exactly what Booker T was trying to oh, preach I know. to us. <laughs> so, I'm going to listen to him. Oh, man. All right, so Cole continuing to work the ankle. Cole attempting uh, – or, or, I don't know what I wrote. <laughs> attempting yeah, yeah. the swagger bomb. There it I is. Feel, I feel you called a moonsault. But, uh, yeah, where were you last week when I needed help with some of this? <laughs> <laughs> but can't get it to work. Adam, is this even – is this working comedically for you at this point? Yeah. It's just funny watching Cole just act like he knows what he's doing, but he just he's just so lost in the ring. And without Lawler or Stone Cold in there to direct him, he would he had been up, up shit creek. But I got a kick out of it. I mean, it, it did his job. Yeah, but that I mean that kind of made the match too. Is Cole in there not knowing what he's doing and kind of just you know trying to act like it? And you got you know uh, Swagger in there saying, "Do this, do that." Put his leg on the rope. Kick his leg. Like and it's, yeah. and it's funny when, when Lawler's standing, you know, Michael Cole's scared to death, but when he's on the ground, you see his confidence build up just a little bit. Like, okay, exactly. I got him. Hell yeah. And then when he stands up again, he's up shit creek up without a paddle. <laughs> so he finally does a variation of the move into the cover. I the pronouns, I'm sorry. Uh Cole in, into Cole in the, uh, the swagger bomb. Out huh? at one and a half, a punch from Lawler. Cole back on the ankle now. Mike, how how hard is the announce like the announcers that are acting, not the announcers in the ring, the announcers on the outside? How hard is it for them to do a match like this? You think? Um, and the professionals, I don't think it's that hard. It's probably pretty they're, easy because they're, they're not doing any wrestling they're, moves. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not doing, and they're just having fun with it. They're just, I mean, it. They're calling like what we're seeing, so I don't think it's that hard for them. I mean, then we see a point where. Well, I, we ain't got there yet, so I'll, I'll wait. Right. Michael Cole mimicking the king, putting pulling the strap down, puts Jerry Lawler in the ankle lock. Jerry Lawler counters. J- Lawler stomping Cole in the corner. Swagger throws in the white Wait, wait, wait right there. That's where I was getting at. When Jerry Lawler was stomping him in the corner. Okay. All right. JR didn't say nothing. And then one of the guys, uh, I think it was Booker T, kept saying, JR, are you going to say it? JR, are you going to say it? <laughs> Yeah, that was Josh Matthews. He said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was. I'm He's glad. He's a mud hole in his ass. Like, yeah. He said, "Do it for us one time. Do it for us one time." Yeah. So that that's where I was getting at right there. There it is. That's kind of shit that we like. We want to see. We want to hear Jr. say, and "He's stopping a mud hole in him and walking." And it's funny because that was the shirt Stone Cold was wearing. Yeah, right. That's true. And Jr. Uh-huh. Jr. had no idea what he was talking about. Right. Swagger throws in the white towel forfeiting, but Stone Cold. 
picks it up and wipes yeah. himself. Wipes it's himself the best part of the match now. Let's go. That was the best <laughs> part of the match. Back and forth. And then we have a stunner to swagger from Stone Cold. James, is that what we've been waiting for? You're damn right. The minute you heard that glass shatter, you want to see everybody and their mother get that stutter, baby. Let's go. Line Jerry. up. <laughs> 20 deep. Bam. Jerry. Bam. Jerry. <laughs> Chance with the crowd. Now, Devin, yeah. are you a uh, Jerry Springer fan? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I love Jerry Springer. Steve Wilkos, all I'll that reality TV shit. Uh, Steve Wilkos. We love, we love Jerry Springer down here in the South. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen probably a bunch of them on there, and he's like a Chicago yeah. dude, isn't he? Like, yeah, Chicago, he, he's Cincinnati in the mayor, or something too, right? Governor of Cincinnati or mayor of Cincinnati? I don't know. Yeah, Governor hey, of Ohio. Keep, keep running them checks, Jerry. Keep running them checks. Governor of Cincinnati. What the fuck am I talking about? He's Governor a judge now. Um, yeah, but they're all they all end up judges. Freaking Mills Lane was a judge. <laughs> like he was a referee. Rest, I bet he's happy that there's like really no paper trails. Or do you think he uses a card instead of writing a check this time? Boom. Yeah, people know what that means. Rest in, <laughs> rest in peace, Judge Mills Lane. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. Cole pleading with Stone Cold. Judge Mills Lane. Cole getting tough with Stone Cold now, smacking his hand. <laughs> the look on Stone Cold's face, man. Pushes Cole into the a right hand from into a right hand from Lawler, punching Cole. Adam, how much training do you think Adam Cole did for this? Adam Cole. Michael Cole. <laughs> Adam from Bama, Michael Cole. <laughs> I think he put in some time because he knows, you know, he knows it, how important it is to make everything look good, and especially WrestleMania. That's a lot of pressure for somebody that ain't never that hasn't ever been in the in the ring before. Seventy thousand. So I, I bet he he put a lot of time in. Honestly, I bet he really did. So now we got a drop. Um, all right, so we got a drop kick from Lawler, Mike. I, I mean, would you think this was the move of the night? Honestly. The move of the night or the move from, of the match? From a, from a wrestler. From one of the two wrestlers in the ring. They were wrestling. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty. I thought it was pretty, yeah, too. Yeah, it was it was nice, pretty. yeah. I wouldn't say the move of the whole, I mean, the whole night. Listen, it's when you're watching a match like this and you finally see a good move, it just jumps out at you. That's what and I was you realize, you need, then yeah, you realize and the match. it's almost 60. And the match. Out of the match, yes. The whole night. No, the match, the match. The match. Yeah, the match. yes. The match, yes. I didn't watch the whole night of, of show. But you, but you <laughs> said the whole night. Yeah, but you said the whole have. night. Yeah, that was well, the tombstone from Undertaker. That question, because you said, is this the move of the night? Man, I'll I'll try to be better, Mike. I'll try to be better. <laughs> All right, I, you are the host. So <laughs> That's like how you're standing there when you're sitting down. <laughs> yeah. So then we got the Brad show, the, the Brad show. The second turnbuckle. He points to the sky. He lowers the strap and he drops the fist. Into the cover, but no, no, no. He picks him up. He is not ready mm. to pin Michael Cole yet. Austin laughing. Now we have the ankle lock. Cole trying to tap. Austin <laughs> playing dumb to the whole thing. James, then he finally calls it. Is this everything you wanted in the night? The definite, you know, uh, compared to like what it's billed as and what it was. Boy, you, you pretty much waited for this. Like, you know, you knew what was going to happen. Swagger carries Cole out. Glass shatters. Beers for Stone Cold and Lawler. Booker ah, T. Did you notice? 
This is the era of budget cuts because Stone Cold, they threw him Keystone Lights. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> saw that. Stone Lights. Robin, I saw that. I was like, oh, man, budget cuts. <laughs> all right. All right, Austin. We got to do We're going to yeah, get that's hilarious. That refreshing is natural life. We got to get you old Milwaukee. No, <laughs> for real, but when I saw the Keystones, I was like, you can't even bring out cores for WrestleMania? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> that's hey. what he got in the back. Yeah. God damn, got the Keystones out there. <laughs> So Booker T in the ring wants to play around with them guys too. Does a spinner Rooney? What are we doing here? I'm thinking. And then a stunner to Booker T. Yeah, you knew it was gonna happen too. And he does a sweet ass beer spit too. And then we get he does. that was great. Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah. That's not very good. But now we have the anonymous GM. Now, for those of you at home that do not know who the anonymous GM was during this time, the general manager, you did not see him. And basically, Michael Cole used to speak on behalf of him. In this case, may I have your attention, please? Matthews does. May I have your attention, please? And then he announces that this match is now a DQ because the referee was overstepping. The faces on Stone Cold and Jerry the King Waller almost make me feel, Devin, that this might not have been told to them. What do you think? <laughs> I think you might be right about that because they looked awfully shocked. Like, what the hell is going on right now? Like, almost uh, to the yeah, point yeah, where Memphis, I'm not going to let Memphis get over on my territory. <laughs> Jerry's not winning a WrestleMania match, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. If you look have at the other like, Vince chooses his moments to like get that little shift. And that's why the only person that is undefeated at WrestleMania is Michael Cole. Everyone looks confused. Stunner to Josh Matthews now because he made the announcement. Poor kid. Poor kid. So, Adam, we have 80% show, 20% wrestling. Am I too high or am I too low? Uh, I think it's more like 90-10, really. <laughs> Listen, it was fun. Hey, when that when that uh when that email comes through, whatever, and they're all like talking to JR, he's like, uh, you know, I'm not up on this email stuff. Stone Cold left up the uh, ramp on the four-wheeler, he put his beers in like a beer holder on the four-wheeler. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I you know, I want to know a question about this. Do they take that four-wheeler and haul it from arena to arena, or do they just game get near a four-wheeler every time they get somewhere else? I think Austin had it in the back of his truck when he drove to Mania. Okay, well, did they just get – did he drive that four-wheeler in that truck, or did he – Yeah, just, like, they just rent one, you know, like local. Every city well, they're I mean, in. I mean, I it know. is WWE. They could have just bought one every time and just – we're going to drive around the oh, ring three times. No, what you do away. is you, you buy one, have Stone Cold ride it on camera, sell it. Sell it. And then and then you auction, get like an auction stuff. three times as much money because Stone Cold rode it down at the arena. Exactly. And right? he'll, like auto, he'll like autograph like a certificate saying like, hey, I drove yeah. this. You know? It'd be weird if them buy the four-wheeler like that all the time, but they have a budget cut for Keystone Light. <laughs> Ain't that the damn truth? That's a good point. <laughs> That's a very good point. So, we can't get you a good of... beer because about your four with a stone cold. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, that, that's why they had Keystone Light because they had, they had a tiny four. They blew the budget on the four wheeler. 
<laughs> so a couple of questions that came out. Plexiglass in a cage in the four wheelers. We gotta we gotta downgrade the beer. <laughs> I wouldn't exactly call them questions, but they're kind of questions. So let's just go at it. Okay. Um, the Fight Boy Show asks most important question: Is Michael Cole the greatest wrestler to go undefeated at WrestleMania? <laughs> I think we. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we say wrestler or do we just say personality? He said wrestler. I'm sure he means whatever. Yeah. You know, he's just being about, a smartass. I don't know about wrestler, but I maybe say personality. Hey, technically, McAfee is undefeated because his Vince McMahon match was not an announced or sanctioned match. In Bad Bunny undefeated? Oh, my goodness. I'm ben pretty sure China. But no, I do agree. I guess so, we would well, go with, uh, I guess we kind of have to go with Michael Cole, though. But it was a DQ finish. The old dust. The old big dust. Wait, we, we still got a couple weeks to WrestleMania. Michael Cole still has plenty of time to get his damn shit in line. Very sure. What if him and Pat have a match, huh? Whoa. There we go. After Pat I mean, called him uh, pregnant, yeah, I think he should have a match with him. <laughs> Pablo the only just wanted us to let us know that I thought WrestleMania 27 was just something everyone agreed never happened. Oh. I don't know, Fair Pablo point. the only. Yeah, because you can't discount Undertaker Triple H that year. And then we the have main event yeah. was that John Cena man? versus The Miz. What's that, Mike? Oh, and then he lost because didn't John Stewart oh, because Rock. Yeah, no, yeah, the Rock. Rock. Yeah. The Rock mm. came out then. That set up the next year's match. Next year, yeah. But and then we had Triple H and Stone and Triple H and Undertaker, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, the end of an era match was, or whatever. Was that in the Hell in Cell or was that the one before then? That wasn't this show. No, that was, that was 28 you're talking about. And then we had Bober ask if the you let Yes Man Brad pick these matches again. So, anyway. This no, one was if, actually if you listen to last week's episode, I definitely picked this match. So, anyway, that's the match. It was a good time, guys. It's like you said last week, when wrestling's at its worst, we were at our best. Back to you, James. That was great. Right. <clears throat> definitely, uh, you know, killed some time on that one for sure. Hmm. But, hey, uh, Speaking of uh, Tom, I guess it's uh, Adam's time. Welcome back, man. Missed you last week. Yeah. yeah. Sweet ass hey, shirt. Do, do we need to know? Go to sleep. <laughs> that, that's a good, perfect. <laughs> I get it. So last, uh, last week, I, I it was a busy week last week because I know you guys know, but my, my baby girl coming, she moved in with me. She's living with me now. And uh, not to get too far into the deep end, but uh, her and her mama got into a disagreement and one thing led to another. And now we're having to share my vehicle right now. So I'm, I was just beat yesterday. I mean, last week, because I'm just, I'm getting used to it. It's a transition and I love it. It's just tiresome because having to take her to work, pick her up. She's having to take me to work and it's just a lot going on. And I just slept through the whole, I just slept, I mean, the whole Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But, um, you know, the last weekend we went, me and my son went to New South and watched the tournament and had an amazing time. Dump Sanders, all them guys are great. You know, I made a lot of connections with some guys. Uh, I had a promo cut on me. Um, oh, yeah, we seen that. Very mean to me. Uh, had my son rolling while he was holding the camp, holding the phone, watching. It uh, made me happy. <laughs> he, he was laughing his ass off. Luckily, you didn't hear it because he cut it off in time. 
because the very end, my son just they died. He popped. It was fun. But um, got some plans coming up in the future. Hopefully, got a a few a few surprises for you guests coming up. But um, everybody was great. Um, the tournament was amazing. I hate that Cabana Man didn't win, but my God, that was an amazing match. I mean, it lived up to the hype. He he did amazing. Um, got to meet Martin Short. So he was awesome, and I didn't realize me and him were the same height. <laughs> but um, but he's a, he man, he's thick. He's massive, and uh, a damn good wrestler too. I mean, I can't wait. Oh, to Martin out, Short, the wrestler. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Come Stone, on, Brad. Martin Stone. <laughs> oh, oh no! I, just I didn't say short. I'm sitting here thinking he's shorter than us. I don't know. But oh, Martin what Stone, my fault. Out of this whole thing, Adam, <laughs> the main thing I got is your T-shirt with CM Punk and his finisher being "Go to Sleep." Oh, here we go. And the reason you did not show up last week it makes sense. I get that's it. That's actually funny. Yeah. I, I, that's funny. We're well, a smart Adam, podcast than you people think. <laughs> Adam, even though you weren't able to make obviously the show last week, you made a lot of time for us and for New South Wrestling for the Haas tournament and spending two nights there. Uh, talking with all the guys, getting some great pictures, representing us, which we really did appreciate. So, oh yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too mad at you. I did talk a little shit, but not too, oh. too <laughs> mad. Don't let him. When we were off, can When we were off air, Brad was talking shit. As soon that's as what, that man that's said, what we do. I mean, I wouldn't expect nothing less. He said, "This motherfucking Adam, right?" Is well, um, he Sounds was like me. If it would have been, if it had been the other way around, it'd have been one of y'all. I'd have been talking mad shit too, and y'all know that. <laughs> yeah, y'all talk shit about me when I was at my. Sister. I'd be mad if my nobody wife, was talking shit. Sister, like I talk shit about you when you use the bathroom. I know. I hear you. Congrats uh, again way, to your wife and sister, Mike. Just to touch my, on one thing my about computer's that. Computer's right here. My door is right there. My porch is right there. That's where I go pee. I hear everything. I hear everything y'all say. We're not keeping it a secret. <laughs> you can hear it every Thursday wherever you find your podcast and exclusively yeah, videos are on YouTube be happy we love each other enough Devin to talk shit to each other and by the way Kenzie Page is 21 just that is insane 21. Yeah. that is insane and oh, she's got wow. a she's got a big match coming up against Juventud Guerrero what the hell the Hoobie Juice Hoobie. for the independent world championship yep. I was watching him Longer than she's been alive. Yeah. Holy shit. Man, yeah. I remember watching him in like 95, 96, 97, 98. Like all no that. wonder we couldn't get her on the show. She doesn't want to come up with a bunch of creepy old guys. <laughs> For real. That means you're a fucking age. Hey, leaving that part in. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, it's your show, by the way. You know. But no. it was it was an amazing weekend. I mean, shout out to Hunter Drake for winning the tournament. He's got a match against Kinsey Page coming up. Um, that's interesting yeah it's gonna be yeah definitely considering you're a couple yeah that, yeah <laughs> hey i wonder what kind of wrestling yeah. they're gonna be Dude, what? <laughs> they yeah. should book it where like they come out they shove each other and then the cops raid them and like arrest them both for domestic and <laughs> 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 commander man dan comes out and declare the yeah, commander man dan, interim champion <laughs> bitch i told you to do this tonight <laughs> but it was great. Uh, I, found, I got to meet. I got to meet a bunch of guys. Um, as soon as I walked in the door, Carmen Michael was there, and he, he greeted me with a hug and a handshake. And 
man, I got to, I got to meet a lot of new people and reconnect with some of the guys I've met in the past. And then and all in shout all, out like, to people that bought shirts because I saw one person like, uh, hey, I picked up a shirt from this and this, and they uh, one of them was ours. So hope you're a new fan. Hey, be a friend, tell a friend if you like what we're doing. I, now there yeah. was a there was a couple of guys come up and introduce themselves and they you know I, I kind of told them they see the shirt and I I tell them who we are and what we're doing and he goes oh yeah I, I listened to y'all last you know I've been catching up with y'all last week or week before because of they heard of our of the show because of New South well so you gotta I, be on the show Adam you're the we, you're the main attraction we picked up a few hey. a few listeners hell yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what it's well, about well hell it's, it's their checking. show so you know. Welcome, it's to, still welcome not, to the fun. It's still not on Pro Wrestling TV, but as soon as it drops, I'd love to cover that with you guys. Maybe oh, a bonus episode. <laughs> that would be awesome. Are you taking my watch along? <laughs> it'd be cool. It'd be cool to watch along that and uh, do a little run or yeah. like uh, right. you know. That's a bonus bonus episode. Oh, the bonus bonus. The fans, what do y'all think about the bonus episodes? You like them? You want more of them? We love what, do them. You want? what are we doing? <laughs> what do you want? I'm asking them what do they want. What do you they want? Right you can hit them up at Whitaker 1028 for bonus episodes, watch longs, whatever you want. You know? Oh, and I still do have some t shirts left. You know, I'll ship them to you. Holler at me if you're interested in t shirt. I got small, medium, large, and extra large left. Um, the charcoal gray color and solid black. I got them two left. Damn, you sold a lot of shirts, didn't you? I sold some right. I sold about half of them. Hey, yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, shout oh, out uh, to our guys internationally. I had um, Richard from Canada. I got to send him one. Richard. Hey. So I appreciate you, brother. Hell yeah. But it was an amazing weekend, and on top of everything else, my son was with me. So we're going to start a new tradition, kind of like what Mike was talking about earlier. Me and my son went to the movies, you know, to see Creed Three, and it's going to be like a like a once a month thing, me and him, especially since my daughter just moved in with me. So I can't even out the time I spend with him because she lives with me now, but I want to do a little bit more with him as far as like going to the movies, let him pick something, and start a tradition like, you know, like Mike was talking about. Well, I hope so Hollywood you, gives you a good movie every month because hey, are you, you know. are you, are you saying I should kick Beth out so I can spend more time with my kids? No, hundred percent. Okay, I, I I mean I want to make sure I get this all right. So yeah, <laughs> speaking yeah, of next, everything, all right. <laughs> what are we? Our next movie is Kazam. That's what he picked. I was like, sure. <laughs> oh, sure. sorry, I'm thinking of the Shack one. I wish it was that one. I don't know nothing about that movie he wants to go see, but that's what he wants to go see, so that's what we're doing next. Shazam. Mm -hmm. Shazam. Shazam. I don't know. Shazam. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's like a... It's, it seems like a comedy on, like... I thought they had a head movie back that way, like a uh, Sinbag or something. That wasn't real. Boy, we are talking about a big Nelson Mandela effect right now, <laughs> and I don't even think y'all realize it, <laughs> but... And that's why you're fucking up right now. And Brad's rubbing his head. He's getting ready to throw those glasses. It's getting close. He has a great We're almost in Hey, guys, two more minutes of this, and Brad's throwing his glasses. He already threw them in the first, like, his 10 minutes. His glasses, they're fogging up a little bit. You can see the steam coming. 
We're starting to fog up a little bit. Well, uh, you know, Adam, <laughs> glad you had a good weekend. Good to see you again, man. You know, uh, shout out to your shirt. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm glad you're back, bro. We missed you last week, but, you know, we know. Hey, L-I-F-E, baby. L-I-V-I-N. Keep yeah. on living. Kids are the main thing. You know what I'm saying? It's been the best week, week and a half. I love it. It's, I'm tired, but I love it. <laughs> I like it. Well, well oh, what yeah. better way to keep this fucking flying? Oh, hang on. Filming? There was this other one thing I was. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the glasses are off. Finally. Finally. Them all. Finally. <laughs> oh, man. More a tan than sting right now with red. But yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, let's keep this party yeah. on the tracks with uh, Devin. So, uh, Devin. What you got, uh, you know, for the guys? Uh, that sweet-ass shirt, by the way. Thanks. It's Fuego Del Sol Tornado DDT. I love it. Shout so, out to Mobile. Adam, great to have you back, brother. Absolutely. Thank I missed you guys. Mike is gone, but I was going <laughs> to talk God. about his uh, bonus show, <laughs> tell him that he did a good job with Anna Rayleigh. I thought it was really good. But, all yeah. uh, you guys all know that Mount Rushmore only has four heads on it, right? Not five. I'm aware, yes. All right. Just wanted to give our brother Mike some uh, tease in there, but he's gone. So well, he hears you. <laughs> right. <laughs> he hears you every time. <laughs> in other words, you're a dumbass. I heard you guys talking shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Well, because it is WrestleMania season, and on our show today, we had two of the greatest managers of all time with Bobby the Brain Heenan and Jack Swagger. <laughs> Boy. If you were a professional wrestler <laughs> and you were wrestling hey, at Rockamania, oh, remember last year? <laughs> It's supposed to hurt, Brad. Always remember, it's supposed to hurt. These 40 days are supposed to hurt. Always (laughs) remember that. (laughs) Last week, I had a good segment planned out, and you fucked it up because you had to call Adam. All right, well, you got me back, brother. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And yes, Mount Rushmore, I only have like four, but I had to have five because (laughs) it's me, and I had to have people, so... Uh, it's all now love, back to you. I thought back you really you, had man. a great bonus episode. <laughs> Thank but, you very much. So for my part of Cockamania, kick out crew mania, if you were a professional wrestler, who would your manager be? Can we just do this? <laughs> no, we haven't done this one. Did we talk we about the managers? No. No. Hey, we, we talked about the commentators. <laughs> Yeah, Wait we got several weeks to book a whole damn pay per view of WrestleMania. And WrestleMania Bobby, is two you nights. About the it's Bobby the Brain or Cornette, we all know it's Cornette or Bobby. Two nights of WrestleMania. We got three nights of Cockamania. <sighs> I'm going with Slick, and I'm gonna. <laughs> like I'm yeah. going with Mr. Fuji. Fuck you both. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, actually, I know I, I got the gift of gab. I know how to talk, so I don't really need a talker like Bobby or Jim. So I may just go with Sonny Ono. Just walk out there, take a picture. 
<laughs> there you go, the inventor of the selfie. I'll, I'll do the talking. Yeah. You just be the you be the one, you know, the the famous financial backer, and I'll just be the guy that you know, blabs blabs. I'll be okay, the guy I that got... spews shit water. <laughs> it's an inside joke. I got, I got two questions. <laughs> Beer's not even open. Am I going over? Sure. Okay. And I look as good as I look now, right? As only. Boy, that okay, hurts. I'm going 90 sunny. Ooh. Woo! That's a fantastic pick, Mike. Adam, with the glasses on, who's your manager for Cockamania? I'm going Diamond Dallas Page back when he was with the Diamond Dolls. That's a fun pick. I like that. He was also who he drove for someone at WrestleMania, too, right? Yes. He oh, honk honk, out for him. Was it honk Yeah, the rhythm and blues. Oh, that's cool. Which yeah. is a little foreshadowing. Hey, so, Adam, give uh, Brad his glasses back. Speaking of uh, honky tonk, man, I'm gonna go with his manager, the loud mouth, mouth of the south, the <laughs> mouth of the south, Jimmy Hart. Another part of that. We got cans on the beach. Another part of that Memphis episode I was telling you guys about earlier. He's in that as well. Fantastic. Yeah, thanks for participating, guys. I thought it was fun. Hell Back yeah. to you, James. Cockamania still seems to be running Cockamania wild. We love. Well, four of us love. No, 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 they don't love it. They just like to fuck with me. <laughs> Cockamania is still going hard, boys. It's going, it's running wild, Devin. Damn it, you had no, the line going right hard. there. <laughs> now if we could just get get it and pickle it, you know, like some pickled eggs or something, that'd be great. Got a pick of it, James. All right, well, can't wait to take over that. Glad my segment's fucking up next. Uh, you know, um, all right. Well, uh, here's the thing: we are attracting new listeners and uh, all this stuff, and I, I am very thankful and greatly appreciative of that. <laughs> and I know if you've only listened to the couple recent episodes, it seems that this part of where I speak. As more of a like, uh, you know, like it's not as funny as uh, my previous ones. So check the archives, but not episodes one or two. But do check the archives where I actually have comedic things to talk about, not you know, this uh, where am I at in life type of situation. Because spoiler, so my fucking job, right? <laughs> you know, like I work for the government, and uh, it's uh, it's one of those things where. We are heavily unionized and we're, we're protected, which, Hey, I'm very appreciative of because we get paid, you know, substantially well, well, not that well, obviously, but we get paid a pretty good wage for what we do. Why is that? Because of labor negotiations and all that stuff. And we're protected and everything protected being a very key word because my coworkers get to uh, do absolute jack shit all the time or blatantly fuck up and they just don't fire them. Why? Because we're heavily unionized. That's the beauty of it. Which So I am all for the representation of workers because if you let the bosses run wild, brother, then they will. They'll take advantage of you. So I'm all for, you know, fair representation of labor and uh, work. But it seems like my coworkers take that opportunity to be like, I'm going to be a fucking idiot the whole time. And I'm just going to blatantly fuck up. I deal with numbers. Here's the funny thing about numbers. Numbers always add up. 
Two plus two is always four. It's never three, never five. It's always four. That's what I like about my job. There's no uh, like, uh, oh, it's a, it's a judgment thing. There's no judgment on numbers. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. That being said, I work with a bunch of uh, well, you know, I guess I don't know what's PG now to call people that uh, but it's a uh, ass hats. Oh, hundred percent. But then it, it makes me think that like. I have plateaued currently at my job and it drives me fucking insane. And it does refer back to last week, which shout out to Moose. Uh, I don't know if y'all listened last week, but Moose was like, he pretty much gave me some really, really good advice. And I've thought about it quite a bit since he said it, but the, the stagnant and complacent thing really does bug the absolute fuck out of me. Like as a person, I always think about striving for better. So to be plateaued is bullshit to me. Like, do I think that we have plateaued? Like, would I just be cool with what we're doing right now? Like, ah, fuck it. You know, we're good. But no, fuck no. Let's rise to the fucking mountaintop. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Yeah. It's that type of shit. So, like, uh, I guess uh, what I want to just rage about or rant about or whatever is I I know I'm meant for more. Like, this is what bugs the fuck out of me. I know I am meant for more. And it feels like I'm just in a fucking cage half the time because I just know that I, I, I feel it. I mean, I, I know it. It's not, it's not an arrogant thing. And I know that we are meant for more. And I feel like sometimes we are in a cage because if we broke out of that cage, we would skyrocket. I know we would because we're funny as fuck. We're all hilarious, you know, sometimes. <clears throat> but, like, I just feel, I feel like uh, we are meant for a lot more and uh, it's there's no problem feeling that way because it motivates you to strive for better. And why not fucking be better? You know what I'm saying? You can let like, this is what I told my job. Hey, I can do this when I'm like 50, 60. I can do this to retire. I'm not going to do this every day of my life. This is not my life. I'm meant for more than this. I can always come back and do this remedial shit. Why not fucking climb while I can climb? I am uh, old, but I'm, I'm young at 38. Why not fucking... Put my climbing boots on with my little spikes and just dig in that mountain and fucking, you know, hit them rungs on the ladder one more. Like, why not? Because I'm not going to be plateaued here to be like, oh, you know, you got a good job, James. You, you know, you're taken care of here. Oh, fuck that. But I want to gamble on me. I'm tired of dealing with you assholes. I'm tired of, I've said this at work a bunch of times. If I wanted to wipe ass, I'd be a CNA because I'm tired of picking up everybody's shit. <laughs> like straight up and i've said that a, a lot at my job so i guess what i'm trying to say is if you do feel stuck then uh number one believe in yourself and realize it's a hell of a gamble because what if i do quit this guaranteed job go somewhere and i get laid off in a week that's a hell of a thing to think about too but if you believe in yourself and you really really feel that like that's the thing that will get you there and get you over the top Sylvester Stallone movie, bam! If that's the thing that'll get you over the top, then fucking why not go for it? It's that Steve. There's a Steve Harvey video about like taking a jump, and if you've never seen it, I guarantee you watch it. You'll never think about life different, or you'll think about life different. And you'll never think the same again because it is. What's stopping you from being the best you? Yourself, like that's yeah. it. So I don't know. I feel like you know, I'm in a fucking cage and I'm about to go insane. So. Here in a couple months, you may see me break out of that cage because I'm fucking ready to fly. And I'm ready for us to fly. And that's what kicking out is, you know, like kicking out of bad situations. 
and making fucking great ones. And hey, win that belt. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's yeah. time to go to the moon. Exactly. Love it. Yeah. Great, James. Sorry about that, but that's real shit. But yeah, what better way to uh, kick out a two and win that belt than, you know, as an in-ring performer? So, uh, Adam, tell us, uh, you know, what that's about. What that's about. Uh, so, I, I, I guess I was supposed to do this last week, but um, it's hard to talk about a, a wrestling match when you're asleep. So, I think I'll go ahead and talk about it now. Here. So, this was my match pick from February. And... I might swerve you a little bit because it's one I really wasn't expecting wow. to be that good. But it surprised me. And there was a storyline behind it. And I was I liked it. I liked it a lot. And it's from AEW Dynamite, Wednesday, February 22nd. Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta was actually a damn good match. Orange Cassidy wasn't doing a lot of his, you know, the funny stuff he does. When he wants to, he can be a damn good performer. And Wheeler Yuta is just, he's getting better every time he steps in that damn ring. You know, they got the storyline from the best friends. They were, you know, they kind of mentored him. I think I think Orange mentored Yuta a little bit, but they were the best friends together. Then he turned and went to the Bull Combat Club. So there's a little storyline there. And then just, it was just a good match. I mean, it was just a good wrestling match. You know, it wasn't too over-the-top, flippy stuff. But at the same time, it wasn't a lot of silly stuff either. It was just a damn good match. I think that um, Orange Cassidy is a hell of a performer. Uh, I I always have Dynamite on. I'm always watching. Uh, but I'm not always paying 100% attention, just to be quite honest with you. But when he's on, I'm watching. Uh, he Like you said, he, he does have that comedic side. But the, but the athleticism that gets in, that is a part of that is unbelievable. So you really have to look at the whole thing. Yes, when he kick does the kicks, um, yeah, that's funny. It's kind of like even with his partner, uh, Danhausen. You know, <laughs> it's just funny. But the athleticism of putting his hands in his pockets and being able to do what he does, and then just the DDT, it's awesome. Slumdog million, the Slumdog Millionaires, what they call it, and yeah. the Orange Punch. I, I think he does uh, a really good job. He's not a big man, uh, but he's very athletic and fast. For a lazy guy. It's kind of funny we're talking about him because right before we did this, I was on uh with John Alba and he did the three way yeah. previous guest. He I'm did sorry. uh he did the three um three way match with Orange Cassidy, pa- uh Pack, yeah, and, and fucking Omega. Omega. I was yeah. there, Adam was there. That was a Good match, dude. That yeah, was yeah, fucking well, golden. John Alva was there. John, that's why I watched. John Alva said he was there too. Damn, didn't even know him. Fucking high class <laughs> asshole. But I mean, we watched that match, and it's like good. I mean, this was a couple years ago, but it's so different side of him that you don't see every day on TV or you don't see every week. That is one of my favorite matches of all time. Because it, it, like you said, it made me like, holy fuck, this Orange Cassidy's a player. <laughs> like, he, he is a straight-up yeah, player. Who he is. I, I didn't see that match, but now that I see him, I'm like, oh, okay. Which I, I'm, I have respect for him now, but that right there just said, okay, so he does have it. He he does deserve this, he, you know. Could he be world champion? Mm, maybe. He has I it. Get, I think he can get the fans behind him. He definitely could get the fans behind him. 
He could be willed into it. He's over for sure. He is he over. Is. Yeah. <laughs> and you talking about that three way match? I'm I'm huge on on, on Pac. He's yeah. just. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And I that that match right there. That was the first time I seen that match, and that was an amazing match yeah. with all three of them in there. Those false finishes got me every. I was hook, line, and sinker every single false finish, man. I and thought he, I was like, "Holy fuck!" They're gonna have Orange Cassidy win the belt. Like I really thought he was gonna beat Omega. Amazing <laughs> match, man. Yeah, that was definitely a good match. Man, it was it was different. I mean, it was. I wouldn't expect it to be as good as it was. I mean, it's not the five star deal, you know. But who who are we to say what is what ain't a five star? But still, right. However, it makes you feel as five stars, you know. But I really enjoy the match. It surprised me, you know, because I've I've liked Willa Yuta for a little while now, especially since he joined the Blackpool Combat Club. But it just surprised me. I mean, it was just it's just their story behind it. There was a reason why they were in there, and it was just a good match. Yeah, so I that's love my pick of the month. I totally agree. Yeah, I agree. And then last week he had a great match too. Um, <laughs> and then. We have, we don't know the result yet, but he did. He is facing. He has already faced at this point last night, Jeff Jarrett. So we obviously don't know, but we we can't wait for that. Ain't he great? Ain't he great? And look, he's not getting he's, he's, he's getting in the ring with him for a reason. I think it's got potential. Well, all right. I'm glad the potential played out on TV. <laughs> I'll say that. Adam, thanks so much for that, man. I love that. I love that segment that you do. Uh, it was a great idea by you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Happy St. Patrick's yeah. Day, everybody. When this airs, you know, uh, St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. So, you know, wear green and get drunk, I guess. Yeah, get drunk. Or, I time. guess some people can't get drunk. Fuck you know? me. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be at, hey, if you're going to the Innings Festival in Tampa, I'll be there. More than likely wearing a Kickout Crew t-shirt. So uh, find me. Not hard to miss. Pretty big yeah. dude. <laughs> but, It'd be cool yeah. if you had a green letter kickout crew shirt. It'd lot cooler if you did, man. <laughs> right? All right, all right, all right. Yeah. But yeah. Shut the fuck up, Devin. I would like to buy one of the <laughs> well, shirts. Why are you talking about I don't Devin? know where to fucking find them. <laughs> Everybody's got these cool shirts, and I have it. our first one. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, the cool ones are not for sale. Fuck yeah, that's a way to reel them in. Good job, Mike. But we can, we, you know, if you give us We're an trying. idea. We're trying. What's next? Our best episode won't air. <laughs> For real, you know what I'm saying? But it's the funniest need, one, but you can't watch it. If anybody <laughs> yeah. does have an idea of like a different color scheme they might like, you know, send us, you know, the idea and me or Mike can probably jump on and work it out. Yeah, all jokes forward. aside, we are working on a, we're working on a big, a big shop thing. It's just little hiccups right now. Yeah. We're not no uh, pro wrestling tees right here. We're going to be. We should be. We don't we need pro wrestling tees. They need us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. Get us out of here. That's the way we keep moving, baby. Keep pushing forward. That's how we do it. We're, we're wading through it right now for sure. That's how we keep kicking out, baby. And exactly. we got us in internationally. So our, our best friend, uh, Ben. From zip bro codes, yeah, <laughs> uh, the fucking zip zip code bros can get him one. Oh man! <laughs> which, which, which zip bro do you live in, Mike? <laughs> I fucked that up totally. My bad, y'all. Zip code bros. 
Just <laughs> like your yes. wife married your sister. Last, I was about to say last week, Mike's <laughs> wife married his sister. This week, Jim Bro's good. There's seven people on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> we live, pal. We live. Wonka, wonka, wonka. <laughs> yeah. All right, James, get us out of here. Oh, God. Yeah, please. <laughs> well, uh, I guess up next is, uh, you know, uh, for the record, Brad picked this next match. The next match is... Uh, the best of the worst of the worst of the best, or however you want to word it. But <clears throat> it is. And boy, get ready for this one. Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy. Oh, that's right. It's the blue steel cage match for WrestleMania 2. You guessed it. Can't wait to talk about it. It took place uh, from the L.A. Uh, Memorial Sports Arena part of WrestleMania 2. Yes, I said part because it emanated from three locations. This one had an attendance of 14,500. It had a buy rate of 319,000. Got to talk long so the thing doesn't. It had a match length of 10 minutes and 15 seconds. And what? What did Meltzer give it, you ask? Oh, one and a quarter, which, hey, Dave's been generous on some of these matches here recently that we've covered. But, yeah, Meltzer gave it one and a quarter. So, <laughs> Mike, cook us through. How did we get here? Well, we got here to begin with in November of 85, Hogan and Andre the Giant. See, they, there you go. That, that's why we had this match. Hogan and Andre the Giant teamed up, and they went against King Kong Bundy and uh, Big John Studd. That night, Hogan would pick up the victory, and Hogan, well, Hogan and Andre would pick up the victory. Later on, on March 1st of 1986, Hogan would go on and have a match and beat Don Morocco, Morocco, and he would beat him, but Bundy would attack him from behind and break end up giving him some broken ribs and just beat the shit out of Hogan and that right there in that in the aftermatch. After that, these two would face off and this match right here at WrestleMania 2 and a still cage match, which is Hogan's first single match at a WrestleMania, defending the world title. Now, James, so I, want to kick, it, I want to kick it to you real quick. You want to talk about the pre, uh, pre-gaming here? Oh, yes, the video so, package so, of, uh, you know. Well, if, if you watch the whole pay-per-view when you were there live, Brad, we know you were there. Um, they, they had these interviews with Hogan and to me, they just kind of seemed out of place. I don't know. Maybe they were out of order or what have you, but like the first, the first one was with, um, 
Jesse Ventura. And Jesse Ventura flat out says something about, you know, the broken ribs. Hogan says something about the broken ribs. And uh, Hogan flat out tells Jesse, he's like, I don't care what you think. You get paid to, or what do you say? You get paid to ask questions. Um, he don't give a fuck what Jesse Ventura says. He gets paid to ask questions. But they talk about his broken ribs. Yeah. And then they go on with the paper, WrestleMania a little bit, and then he has another interview, and then they're like, well, there's rumors you're injured. There's rumors. There's, you know, and so that kind of seemed out of place. And then they had the workout video okay. right before right before the match. So I just, to me, it seemed like it was, they did them out of order. Some but they did it Production. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of seemed like, you know, you see Hogan there, like I said, the first one, it was, hey, Hogan, you got broken ribs. The second one was, well, rumor has it is you're injured. The third one was he has broken ribs, but he's working out. So I think they could have kind of worked that better playing to the storyline. Well, they need a bruising. Well, they need a bruising. No, that's good. That's good, Mike. I appreciate that, man. I mean, but just it, just little things like that kind of popped they were up. Working through it. I think they're figuring this out. It's obviously not WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, and this was the WrestleMania where it was in like, what, five different locations? I mean, they had three, one in Pennsylvania, but... one in Florida, one in New York, one in uh, Georgia. And, I mean, they just had them all over. So let's it talk about a... that. Okay. Re- WrestleMania 2 was in three venues. It was live, they said. But, man, I'm gonna, I'm calling bullshit on that. I am calling bullshit on it being live at three. They venues. did uh, the TV, whatever you call it, back in that day. Yeah, I know it's close. I'm a guest. Yeah, but I, I can see maybe the matches being live. Yeah. I mean, we definitely yeah, maybe, know that. Maybe, maybe there's parts of it that were live, right? Right. You you well, open in New York, and then like the middles in Chicago, <laughs> and then the main events in uh, L.A. because the time zones. So right. Adam, there was a lot of critique no, about this. Where you start, Brad? <laughs> One quick question, and it's serious. I'm gonna be serious. So you ain't gonna take your lights off. Right now, we are in a time stage where we have a two night WrestleMania. Do you think we can have a different location? Say location number one for one night, and location number two for well, night maybe. number two. Maybe. I mean, yeah, you think that can work? Right going? Now? How far are you going? Maybe, but I don't know, man. You miss out. You miss out a lot of money, though. There's also hey, other bro. parts to this, though. There's there's Raw, there's SmackDown, there's um the no, NXT I, now. All these are right. different right. venues. There, there are different venues, but they're in the same city. So different venues, same city. Well, well, that's different what they do with venues. the Raws and the SmackDowns because when I mean these ones were in completely different states. I mean, one was over here in Georgia. The other one was over there in fucking. Las Vegas. So I mean, we. Yeah, I mean, so way the, Raw, the 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 WrestleMania that's coming to Philadelphia, the SmackDown and the Raw and the NXT are going to all be in the Wells Fargo Center, where the actual two night WrestleMania event is going to be at Lincoln Financial Field. Because obviously the that's size okay. of the link. That, yeah, that that's different because yeah. you got WrestleMania compared to Raw, SmackDown, NXT. So that's different. I'm just wondering right now, could you have a WrestleMania, like say one in Pennsylvania and one in Miami. No, I don't think so. I think they keep them both together because it's a money, money maker. You know, okay. if you split them up, you're kind of also forcing your audience to choose one or the other. 
But if you have them both the same place, then you make both of them like. Right. But But here's another thing, though. What if you can't make it to Philadelphia? So you go to the, you know, like what if you're in Southern Florida and you go to that mania like night two because you're there. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. So, but another thing I had, you know, I want to ask you all about these interviews. There was three of them with Hogan. Do you think that was too many for a WrestleMania? Are you talking about the chin-ups? Well, I mean, we had the we had the interview with uh, Jesse. Oh, you're not we even talking the, about the video thing, are you? He did already. Well, no, no, I'm saying we had the, the interview chin-ups? with Jesse. Oh, you're chin-ups. Yeah, he, he, that's, that's, that's the third one. We had the interview with Jesse. We had the interview with the other home dude, which whatever the fuck his name was. And then we had the workout yeah. video. So yeah. we had three different things with Hogan <laughs> before he even got in the match. You think that was too much at the time? He was the biggest or star was, in the world. Yeah, they're they're trying to give WrestleMania, you know, they're trying to push the name, push the name. So they didn't have weekly TV, like so. This was their. We're gonna do it at the beginning. We're gonna do it at the turn of the hour. We're gonna. Yeah, Good that point, was their. James. Good that point, was their. Uh, you know. That that's kind of what it's in for. No, but that's they right. did build to this with Saturday Night's main event. Just so you know. Yeah. So there was but, some episodic ish. <laughs> are we on the agreement? They kind of went out of order. Maybe they should have done the workout video and then, yeah, or maybe they should have done well, like the, the second workout video. That's after got but I don't know. It was all kerfluffled. I just think they kind of went out of order. Like I said, they, yeah. they went from Jesse saying you got broken ribs to the next one saying, rumor has it you're injured. Well, no shit. I done said 20 minutes ago that I got broken ribs. I mean. That's good. Hey, that's a fair, fair point. So, Adam, what did you think of the three venues? Because it got a lot of criticism. I think it was just something something new. And just he wanted to do something different from WrestleMania 1. So, I guess at that point in time, well, how do we do bigger than WrestleMania 1? Well, okay, let's do this. Not knowing that the very next year would be your biggest WrestleMania ever. Take it national. But exactly, you know, maybe people can't get out and come to one city. So let's introduce it to three cities. That way more people will be able to see it, you know, because I don't think uh, big time pay-per-view was big back then, was it? Oh, it was closed circuit. Yeah. So Hmm. we, we put it out there, more cities, more areas for people to watch it. So I thought it was a great try. That's my point. This was the only time they did it, right? Yeah, it was the only time. Yeah. It got a so, lot of um, criti- a lot of criticism. It, it, it definitely, it's definitely worth a try. Like, I think it's worth a try. Man, we know that. <laughs> We're still talking about it today, aren't we? <laughs> right. It's a, and I honestly think something like this could work today. If you if they work the right way, have something in like Pennsylvania and have something over here, you know. It gives your fans, you know, a Wrestle a Kingdom. No, you can do it now, definitely yeah. with it. With the Wrestle Kingdom does like what three shows a year, something like that. Yeah, yeah, they do. They split it up, but they also but do there's a, month, yeah, also there's do a three more widespread, a month apart. So yeah, yeah there's no widespread, and maybe like you no. Know, and what I'm saying by having different nights, you know, have Saturday night in Pennsylvania, have Sunday night in you know Cap. Cal- I'm, I'm going to say California just because it's over there. But <laughs> split it up, have one over here, one over there. Not the same pay-per-view, the same night, 
but different nights in different areas. Gotcha. James. Hey. Who are the announcers? Oh, God. Well, I'm glad you asked because uh, <laughs> it's Jesse the Body Ventura, Elvira, and Lord Alfred Hayes. Oh. What? <laughs> so, Tommy Lasorda, guest ring announcer. Mike, any good Tommy Lasorda stories? <laughs> Who? Tommy Lasorda. Who? Oh, come on. He was the Dodgers' best manager ever. I was too easy for you, Devin. Too easy. <laughs> yeah. I like how Mike said, who? <laughs> All right. So even better, Devin. Ricky Schroeder from Silver Spoons is the guest timekeeper. Here we are. Now there face we go. To who? Face. He a comes out the silver spoon. He comes out to booze for some reason. Because he's a child. Because silver I mean, come on, man. Silver spoons. Here Devin, we are. Did you even know who this was, Devin? I had no idea. <laughs> I still no have no idea. idea. Me neither. I'm not I sure why he got booed. He was not. He was a. He was popular. But anyway, so hey, shout out, shout out to uh, them bringing out a sports guy. Was he? Because he him being head. the best celebrity they had on this. Robert Conrad, the guest referee. Adam, Case are the point. In, were these ad intros absolutely brutal compared to now? It was. Uh, it was a hell of a try. I mean, I don't like having the special guest referee deal. I mean, I could understand the announcer or a timekeeper, but when you bring in a special guest referee, that's uh, that's from Hollywood. It kind of it, it kind of takes away from the match to me because when you have an official referee in there, it makes it a little bit more real to me. Right. So, come on now, give us our give us our Hebner, give us our Kyoto, um, or um. Yeah, Morello. Give us Joey Morello. Don't don't give us these special guest guys at referee. I mean, is like, it okay? I, is it okay to have a special guest referee like this at this type of match though? We've where, done it with like, Tyson. Maybe we we're out, maybe an outside referee. Don't you maybe dare like bring up WrestleMania 14, and we're not going to talk about. It. You know, with Muhammad Ali, how they had him outside the ring. I got you. I'm cool with that because it brings eyes to the, you know, to the to wrestling yeah. but in the ring you gotta have your your top referee in there i will say Devin, yeah Devin has a good point though this type of match you can get away with it because it's like he's I'm not actually standing on the outside the <laughs> like they're pretty much getting a payday for standing on the outside <laughs> on Kong this Bud type of match yeah if, if they have to count three which tyson fucked up his three <laughs> I, I digress so we got a King Kong Bundy entrance with Bobby Heenan to absolutely no music. Mike, what did you think of this presentation? And why no facial hair for this big, bald, beautiful man? Maybe he couldn't grow it. He didn't have Manscaped at the time. <laughs> Manscaped? <laughs> We're not talking, talking about, yeah. not talking about your balls, talking about your face. No, Mans Manscaped has your beard stuff now. I know. They're, they're, they're not uh, sponsoring us just yet, but they will soon. Because I'm uh, doing them right there. Okay. So, um, yeah, go ahead. What'd you think? Did you like the? Did you like the the big badass coming out or no? <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, I guess so. It it almost like huge, couple extra hundred pounds. Yeah. Now listen, James. We have the Hogan entrance to Real American crowd yeah. excited. James is is he just bigger than life in this era? And can we ever get someone we can cheer to retain like him again? Oh boy, that's a loaded question. I will say uh, with your first one, 
Of course, this is uh, the 80s cartoony because you have to think specific to that decade. Like when Hogan was popular, it was kind of that uh, the mainstream was kind of sort of starting to get a little flashy-ish. You know, it was the excessive 80s and all that stuff is what they call it. So, of course, like that dude's going to, you know, point and do this, all this like theatrical stuff. So I'm down with, uh, you know, Hogan as a big ass dude because that's what the decade was calling for. Like mm-hmm. flashy, braggy, you know, like, wow, you know, posing, Hogan must pose. I guess and, what I'm uh, saying is people are. What always, was the second part of your question? People are always wanting a, a title to change, whether it's a heel or a baby face. But in this era, they wanted Hogan to retain. Oh, 100%. They want to see Hogan must pose. They want to see Hulk Hogan go out there, battle some heel. The heel gets the upper hand. Hogan does a Hulk up. Boom, one, two, three, and then pose. Like, that. it's a it's a formula at that time. So I, I would like to go back to that at some point again. Hopefully we can have someone that can do that for us one more time. But I want to ask you, Devin, what the hell are the rules to this match? The rules were just winner is the first person to escape the cage. So you actually can't pin someone in the cage? Well, I think they said that you I'll could do that, that, but there's a re- there wasn't a referee in there, so Correct. I don't think you could. There is no referee in the cage. Ah. Very, very different. So I think I think this match was one of the first ones, and the only way to win was to escape yes. the cage. So then everybody could shut the hell up about it's not okay <laughs> to escape this. In this particular case, no one's being um, a, a, a scaredy cat. No one's being no one's being uh, you know th- that's the rule. Well, we discuss yeah. uh, we discuss like counts and all this stuff and no holds barred matches and no rules and all this stuff. But I do like how because Elvira says, uh, "Oh, he can't do that, right?" And then Jesse Body's like, uh, "He can do anything. It's a cage match, no rules." But we right. have watched matches where referees just still do five counts, still do you know like breaks on the ropes and like all that stuff. So, James, what do you think of the what do you think of the cage anyway? Do you like the blue cage? Oh, were you talking about the closed captioning when Tommy Lasorda was talking and it said uh, the closed captioning said entertainment when he clearly said Federation? <laughs> I did want to point that out. But no, the uh, the blue cage, this is iconic. Uh, it made its appearance. And guess what? You can sell it as a toy, which Definitely is what they can. did. So they made money off this. Hogan early momentum, strikes, using the cage. Adam, what do you think of Bundy selling early in this match and how he's working the ribs? Bundy, how he's working the ribs, or Hogan, how he's working the ribs. So I want Bundy selling, and then how Bundy's working Hogan's ribs. So he, okay. the selling of himself, taking the, the punishment, and the way he works Hogan's ribs. I mean, Hogan's, you know, everybody knows him for the leg drop and hooking up, but you know, he was he was good as far as selling for the big guys for him and Andre. You know, and King Kong Bundy, I think he he's the ultimate big guy. Up until then, you know, we've seen him, Big John Stewart, and people like that. And, you know, like I said earlier, not knowing what was going to happen the next year, this is one of the bigger guys he's been in the ring with. So the fact that Bundy's still not going down with one punch, but the way he sells for Hogan is great. But at the same time, you'll see Bundy one punch to the ribs and Hogan's down. He, he, he hits a knee. He kind of, you know, he curls over. So it's an ultimate big guy match. I think it was awesome. And to build on that, Devin, let's talk about that. Is They always talk about the heel factory for Hogan, the feed Hogan. Is this an example of that perfectly or what? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we're going to see it following up at the next pay-per-view, the same exact manager against 
Hulk Hogan, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Heenan so, and Hogan did have that kind of a, uh, you know, the Heenan family. Hogan made his money off of basically battling the Heenan family. But you know what's funny, James, is he's not, it's not like Hogan's small. It's not like the Bob Backlund fighting these big ass heels. He's like yeah. six, 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 seven. He's a freaking big ass dude. He's as big, he's bigger than Wardlow. Let's say that. Because he's so, sold, man. He's sold. So that's something too that we can actually root for the baby face to overcome when he's six foot seven. Because he's laying on the ground, flopping like a damn fish. And next thing you know, he, he comes back. I don't know. Hey, Hogan, as much shit as Hogan gets, he did sell for people so he could make that comeback, man. He had it down to a T. I was there hook, lot of sinker. When he yeah. uh, just holds, boom, just pops up and starts, you know, doing that shit. And then he points. Yeah. Oh, you telling me you ain't going to go ape shit? Nah, it's I was, what I'm talking about. I'm a Hogan guy, man. So oh, Bundy, it's nuts, dude. It it's universal. Like when he hulks up, it's hard to beat it. It really is. So Bundy picks Hogan up, rams him into the cage. Heenan opens the door for Bundy. Hogan holding on. Mike Bund, Mike, are you there? Nope. All right. So Bundy, but he can never, hear us talking shit. So I'm not talking shit right now, but I'm going to go leaking piss instead of a uh, Bundy I'm leaking go, blood. Boom. I'm going to go to you, Adam. <laughs> Adam Bundy never said much. Explain to our viewers at home that maybe are new to wrestling what Bobby Heenan does for Bundy. A good heel doesn't have to talk much. He does his he, a good heel does his work in the ring, and he has a man to talk for him, especially when it's one of the best talkers in wrestling ever. So Bundy was he's six, what six eight six nine four fifty. Yeah, he doesn't have to talk big. He doesn't have to talk much because he's a big bastard. And I mean, he just—they don't have to. Why? If you're that big, you shouldn't have to say a damn word because you—you just have that aura about you. Well, yeah, and uh, he's a you big can, ass dude, he ain't got to say shit. And you combine that with Bobby, like you're golden. All you gotta be is a big ass dude, and then Bobby will like—it's the best, man. It's the best shit. So, Devin, now let's build on this a little bit. I want you to explain to the people at home that maybe don't follow wrestling as much what. Explain how Bundy works in the ring. How is he working? Like, what is his style? So, Bundy, he uh, he does one big power move and then stays on the attack. He'll do the, the put the pressure on the neck. He'll use his weight, really use his body weight and size to just try and put pressure on the opponent in all the most vicious ways you can think of. Exactly. So, he's working as a big man. He's working as a heel. He's... He's not he's not gonna do backflips off the top of the cage, okay? Oh, this, absolutely. This not. was absolutely. a different style that I think it's lost today, uh, for sure. Uh hopefully the Satman Singh character can pull some of this off. Uh, or, Omos or Omos. Can't so, wait yeah, for exactly. Omos and Brock. That's gonna be I, fun. I, I think rumor has it that's it for Brock, so we'll see what happens. So oh, hell of a way to go out. Bundy takes off the bandages and chokes Hogan. Again, the referees aren't in here. Did you think that was strange, Mike, that there was no referees actually in the cage? Yeah, I did. But also, um, who was the female announcer there? Right there. Elvira. Elvira. The mistress of did, the dark. She, I noticed that at that point, she's like, by the way. He, he's taking off his clothes. And then she's like, oh, he's taking off his belt. Like, So she didn't know what was going on at the time. The and last time I saw this much skin in a performance, I was in Vegas. Boom, <laughs> shakalaka. <laughs> yeah. You know, Elvira but, had you know, the heat tonight, you know? 
But she kept saying, like, I mean, she just threw it out there, like, oh, he's taking off some of his clothes. Oh, that's his belt. And then, you know, Jesse Ventura says, you know, something about the bandage. Right. And then she's like, oh, well, is he allowed to do that? Is he allowed to choke him with that? He definitely so tried it. I'll give her that. I love the fact I love the fact that there wasn't a referee in there. Yeah, it was it, different, it, man. Very it different. shows that they they're in there to do what they got to do. And the only way they can win is to, is to get out. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This was my This is why I'm not on board with everybody about the escaping the cage being a problem. This was my first cage match. You understand that? I'm 10 years old. I'm watching this. This is the first one. This is what I thought the rules were. <laughs> That's why I had a different point of view, and I didn't realize until I rewatched it, the referees weren't even in there. All right. <laughs> anyway, that's my little room. The door opening again from Bobby. Hogan stops it. Now we have a Hogan, Hogan comeback. Elbow into the corner. Hogan definitely work in the cage. Devin, Bundy's bleeding. How unusual is this for the WWE, especially in the 80s? And why was it so unusual in the 80s? Uh, I'm not sure if it is unusual in the 80s, honestly. So, t- so you don't know why? Do you know why? I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. You know what I thought? You weren't even alive in the hey, 80s. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Right before he started bleeding, did we all see the spot where he started bleeding? <laughs> <laughs> because it kind of made it obvious. So we here's had, we so had Bobby worse Lashley. You're completely bald because you don't have hair to cover it up. Yeah, we had, and we had Bobby Heenan right there. His hand kind of in the, in the cage, kind of going around there, and he's right there, just kind of going back and forth. <laughs> He's not so moving his hands. He, he's not moving his hands. He's not going this. Yeah. He has the blade here, and he's moving his head. So what people usually say about the bleeding in the 80s was because of HIV and AIDS and stuff like that. It was just not a time to be bleeding, believe it or not. So that's that's kind of what yeah. – so I was a little different here. But, he got, but I think he it was the right time to do it here too, though, because they had the steel cage. Yeah. They showed him hitting him in the head or hitting his head on the, on the steel. So I yeah. think it was the right time to do it. So it's we crazy that he hit his head on the steel and he just made a perfect incision completely sideways. So we have the crowd That's going crazy because of Hogan <laughs> beating the piss out of Bundy in the ring. So, uh, Devin, how's or not Devin? I'm sorry, James. How's Alvira doing? <laughs> oh, glad you asked because, uh, you know, I kind of I like to get uh, granted, I have closed captioning on because I kind of want to see what's exactly being said, and boy. She's knocking him out of the park. That's a lot. <laughs> you know, that is a joke for all of our people uh, listening. That's what we call a joke. Sarcasm. She's. <sighs> I don't remember who the commentary teams were for all three locations, but Jesse, thank God for Jesse, the body Lord Alfred Hayes doesn't do a bad job either, but boy, thank God for Jesse, the body on this one. Cause Alvira, she's trying to, she's doing too much. I kind of, when I was listening to her, it felt to me like she had written down things that she was trying to, you know, like get her shit over, you know, that type of deal. And they just did not hit. Like, it's I not know. natural. You know, you could you could tell it was uh, fabricated and Jesse would fire right back, like with some quick shit. And I wonder if that like rattled her some because she's not she's not a uh, on the fly person. She's a read a script person. Like there's right. a complete difference. So with Hogan climbing out of the cage, stepping on Bundy, Bundy looks beaten down. Hogan tries to slam Bundy, but can't handle it and falls backward with Bundy landing on him. Adam, do you think this was a dangerous spot for the time? 
No, because of the two people in the ring, I think that they trust each other enough to know how to take care of each other. So I don't think it was too bad. Yeah, because you, you know Bundy's going to probably what, hit his knees and elbows, and like he's not going to go full weight on the Hogan, you know. So Bundy's really selling how hurt he is. Hogan choking Bundy with the tape. So we have an avalanche into the corner from Bundy, and then he splashes him. What did you think of that camera angle there, Devin? Oh, it was fantastic. They had the camera above the steel cage. You can see all the action going on. And I, I, I love that camera angle. Yep. It's awesome. Yep. I, I think they should incorporate it more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. We should yeah. bring it back. But only like once for a big match. <laughs> Don't go to it a bunch, but like when it's like the, the main event, like you do that camera angle, you know, a couple times in that. Especially, you know, uh, remember Edge and Randy Orton when they had the microphone drop down and it was the greatest match everything and they utilized that top camera? That's cool shit. It, that, well, that's when they had the drone as yeah. a camera too, right? Like, I think that's, I think that's kind of stuff right there. That I think that's the next. I think that's the next thing. Drones if, if hovering play, around the ring. Yeah, if you play it right, it can make it work. So Bundy having trying to get out of the door again because he ain't climbing out. Hogan takes Avalanche <laughs> into the corner, into the corner, but it doesn't phase him. Throws Bundy into the corner into a scoop slam. Leg yeah. drop from leg drop from leg drop from Hogan. Ho, uh, yeah. James, you, pump, you pumped? Oh hell yeah! That's, that's a Hogan Forte man. He's uh you know is that when he starts strutting? Yeah. When he does that thing like. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That was so badass. You're telling me you ain't you ain't run a wild Hulkamaniac, yeah. brother? No, I love it, and that's that, what I love. Oh, I was a kid. I was a kid. That, that's that where movie. that's that's where Vince Man got the Red Rooster from. <laughs> right. oh man Hogan hey, escaping that's true though man when Hulk when Hulk did that little strut I'm like oh it's oh, we'll fuck him up time now boys <laughs> yeah Hogan escaping the cage Bundy trying to stop him Hogan kicks Bundy down kind of like just that moment of Rocky 2 where Apollo just falls back down I, I it, there's so much great storytelling here to no! me so then so then <laughs> Hogan's slowly climbing out. Actually, he's moving pretty good. He escapes the cage, but at the same time, Bundy's trying to beat him out of the door. But Hogan clearly wins. And then, do you think? Do you think Bundy was a little uh, slow on that? Yeah, but Bundy's a big man. But do you think? <laughs> do you think that it was too. supposed to be a little bit closer? Yeah. And then Hogan won by a mile. You yeah, because they sold it like they had to like go to the tape or something like that, and it wasn't close enough for that. Yeah. Bundy starts crawling to the wrong corner. He had to change direction. Yeah. To go to the other I corner. think that was his problem. It he wasn't he was too slow. He crawled to the wrong corner. So then Hogan we have actually he- kicked his ass. So then we have Heenan in the cage and Hogan in the cage. Hogan beating up he- Heenan. What a trooper, huh, Devin? Oh, absolutely. Heenan to get in there after uh, <laughs> Hogan's already won the match and Heenan's just trying to run his mouth and run away, gets trapped and gets his butt kicked too. It was Dude, great. Did you see the spots he was doing? Like, because when Hogan would throw him, because this is the thing about, you know, Heenan, you know, like what Bruce said, was it wrestle like a manager and manage like a wrestler? Because uh, when Hogan would throw him, he jumped into the cage and like grabbed it and like took that spot and then like fell over and rolled. Like Heenan, Heenan did uh, his fair share of shit. You know, he didn't just like bounce on the rope and go. And, it, and if you notice, 
when the referee holds Hogan's hand up, uh, Hogan says something to the referee. You think he might have said something? Like, hey, make sure he's okay. Well, or that was him get out of the ring so he could pose. Yeah, and that was because Tommy Lasorda, you know, the mic. All you hear is, "I have it right here." Yo. Of the world, Hulk Hogan. Like there was no. Yeah. Uh, that's all you heard was of the world, Hulk Hogan. So right. Adam, real quick. Obviously, if this match is on today, we're not going to love it. But for the time, was it good? I think it was because you have your 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 guy that you built to to slay the dragon, and he's on top. And you have this guy that's even bigger coming through, King Tone Bundy. Even the name makes him sound big. So he comes in, and he's gonna he's gonna tear down our hero. And no, 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 not today. Our hero knocks down the big evil King Kong Bundy and retains the title. So storyline, storyline wise, back then, I think it was awesome. I think so too. And now you have Hogan playing the hits in the ring, doing his thing, doing all the Hulk moves that we all know and love. We have Bundy walking out with the bloody face, the beaten man, and Hogan gives the fans what they want. And the people leave happy. Here's the thing, Brad. That's what it's about. Here's the thing. This WrestleMania 2, this WrestleMania now, this is the main event. And it, it said the match length was 10 minutes, but I don't even think it was that long. It felt like it was only about seven or eight minutes long. This is the WrestleMania main event, Hulk Hogan, and it's only like a seven-minute match. And the whole WrestleMania in general was only right at three hours. But that's what it was then. Yeah. Oh. I missed that. If you add that video package, it was like 30 minutes total. Oh, yeah. There was more production than there was now. Just Ugh. like WrestleMania 1. So that's yeah. all you really need, though. Brad, you said that this concept couldn't work, but I think it like couldn't work today, but I oh, 100% I mean just believe the, it could. Uh, maybe the athleticism for a main event wouldn't now work. Now it's two days. But the storytelling works. Each. You have the big heel trying to defeat the loving baby face. This no, is what I we've seen. You over history over time and i feel like that is all you need the seven or eight minutes get the storyline over get the big guy across and then put the baby face over and get the fans out happy so okay, but how do you get to- this is on the heels if, if, of a fucking go- iron man match that headlined the pay-per-view by the way yeah but if if you go that concept how do you get the heel over he's over in seven or eight minutes he's a monster he was a monster he was over before he got in the ring yeah but i'm talking like with right now so Devin said, you, like, you think we should do that now? So you think the main event of WrestleMania this year should be only seven or eight minutes? So you know how King Kong Bundy can get back from this? Hogan never pinned me. He he actually escaped from me because he was scared. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and he'll he still over. <laughs> he did beat the right, piss I, I out of and they And they could do that right now and play that issue. Oh, it didn't pay me. Out. There's always a way out. There's always a way for the heel to get his The seat. eraser. So I got a couple questions. One, yeah, both, both of them from the uh, zip bro codes. <laughs> let's let's say it right, guys. Good job. Hey, I'm proud of you guys doing something out there, trying something new. Zip code bros. We have Ben Jones. What's more annoying, Elvira's commentating or the close-up of Blood Monday's blade job? Boy, you guys already addressed that. <laughs> hey, well, Elvira did say at the end. Yeah. This is a wrestling match of the decade. Listen, mm. I, I, I don't It is a wrestling match of the decade. I've always been a, had a thing for Elvira. That is a fact. 
I, bet I just have. found out about hey, her this week. Ain't nothing wrong with her. Anyway, and there was one, like, right when the match ends, she goes, uh, because Jesse's like, she's like, oh, you're just jealous because you don't have your own cartoon. And he's like, oh, well, he's going to meet me down the road, blah, 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 like, kind of sort of playing up a match against Hogan. And then she goes, uh, you know, uh, if you win, I'll go out with you. Yeah. Like, dead pause. <laughs> dead pause. Nobody says nothing. And then Jesse's like, all right, so Hulk Hogan won. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> long, long ass pause. I can I can deal with the Elvira commentator commentary, but when you expose something like the blade, I don't I can't I don't like it. That's true. Hundred times commentary is audio. Like if you see like, oh okay, <laughs> you know. Well, so what if you're into I a cage but has a nice sideways cut? That makes sense. Yeah. Anything so, that exposes I, the business, I don't like it. I can deal with her commentary because she don't know wrestling. She's not, you know, in there. So she's kind of asking questions and learning yeah. as she goes. Right. She's so not I get, every day. I get that. Well, she's that right there, I, I, I can definitely live with all that. But it's just, I don't know. So I, the line sticks with me because I remember when I was a kid, when she says, why don't they stop it? And he says, it can't be stopped. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that line, so, that, that that's line exactly is iconic. I, I had to say it, but it's a line. that They, they replayed that thing so many times. He can't do she, that, right? It's a cage match. It is no rules. Yeah, that. she's asking questions kind of how, like, you know, and it's explaining the rules to people that don't know it. So if and you WrestleMania don't know. is for those people. Right. I get it. I like it. Do you think so it could work today? Oh, they always the, have people that know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I think today they're more down and earth where they they know what's going on. So they're more trained today than what they were back then. Yeah. But what if it was someone like a Jennifer Lawrence, a Hillary Duff, someone who's like in the Just out of nowhere, now. Jennifer Lawrence, right? Just a, a random Jennifer Lawrence reference. Let's see. Now you can, and, do, a, you can do a little bit of print work. Now you can look it up on the phone. Oh, okay. You can do yeah. like a quick so, little deal, you know, like a quick yeah. little. Read up about well, like, if, if Harry, Harry, Harry Duff or Emma Stone or some of that. <laughs> Who? Harry, did you say Harry Duff? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Had a couple Harry of those in my time. <laughs> All right. So one more question. We're going we're gonna to move I can, on. I can do it. I'll, I'll I'll do it. Go ahead. We are right at two hours. <laughs> oh, well, now, now you care about the uh, time. Me? <laughs> 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 Well, no, I'm just saying if we blast two hours like it's nothing, now all of a sudden it's a thing. Uh, Mike Gallagher, does Bundy in fact steal money? Shut up. <laughs> he was stealing money from Hulk Hogan. That I time. mean, that's just a uh, Bundy. Hey, Bundy, you're hey, stealing money, listen, Bundy. Right? If Bundy was stealing money, he did it wrong because he made it have been in this one. WrestleMania three, he was the first match against the short people. Just saying. That Andy's Al Bundy's life, cousin. Life comes at you fast. Al Main Bundy's cousin. <laughs> Next time, micro Just saying. <laughs> yeah. One year from now, he is the opening match. Yeah, it happens. Just short it's not people. bad, though, because if you the main event. 30 and was in the... Uh, the latter match for the Intercontinental title the next year in the pre-match. So If, if you're not we, the main so event... They, they also wrestled little people in the opener? Yeah, we just recently covered the main event of WrestleMania one, where it was Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff versus Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. The very mm -hmm. first match of this WrestleMania two was Don Morocco versus uh, 
Piper's partner in that match, Paul Orndorff. Well, the reason no, Morocco but was in there is a little people match. Like, yeah. I don't know what y'all are. Piper, Mr. T. Yeah, but that's all right. It's funny. But yeah. at the same time, if you're not the if you're not the main event, you want to be open to match because you kind of set the tone for the night. I understand what you're saying. You went from the main event to being a joke. Is that what you're saying, James? Pretty much. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what I'm I saying. have to remember the time period. It's also true. Guess it's better than not being on the show at all, though. Yeah. All right, James. Back it's to you, Kyle. We, and it's something we all remember too, because that was how many years ago? We still remember it. I, uh, I remember it because I watched it last <laughs> Sunday. That's why I remember it. Oh. <laughs> well, hey, uh, you know, let's keep these uh, you know, jokes rolling because uh, what better way than the uh, hottest rising segment in podcast today? That's right. You guessed it. It is Waka 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 with Adam. So, Adam. Oh, hey, man, we hey. missed one last week. Waka waka, Father Maka. Damn. All right, since we're pushing four hours or however long we've been on here. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I, I make it short and sweet. I ordered this book online, and, and the, the title was How to Scam. It's been six months now. I hope I get it pretty soon. Because, <laughs> I mean... Waka waka. I mean, I love to know how to scam people, but I just, I don't know. I can't get the book. So I don't know what's going on here. Um, you know, sometimes I'll wake up grumpy. Other times, I just let her sleep in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get that. All right, so, guy says, my wife, my wife asked me, why do you keep pushing all my buttons? And then he says, well, it's impossible to find the mute button. Yeah. <laughs> Waka waka waka. Grumpy, grumpy. All right, this is my favorite one. I wanted, to, I wanted to close with this one. What's the best gift you could possibly give somebody? A what? broken drum, because nobody can beat that. <laughs> waka waka waka. Yeah, nobody can beat that, and buddy, that's the best one you can give. But um, not On really. On the same hot dog. But- I've sent you like five jokes way funnier than that. <laughs> yeah, the first one's still downloading. Oh! oh. Yeah, oh see, what about funny. a whore? Well, say the whore one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Devin, Devin did it. send me one. You know, Adam, it's easy. I sent you. I sent you. I sent you a joke about a slut, but it was horrible. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Look at Mike. Look at Mike. He can't breathe. (laughs) Every time, dude. I think the funniest part. Well, no, no, that's rude. One of the funniest parts of Adam's walk, walk, walk up is Mike losing his shit on his own joke. On his own joke. <laughs> Wait to hear. Adam tells all these like, bangers, and then Mike's just like, what about mine? What about mine? Tells it, and he dies laughing. Because it's funny. For those who see it on the video version, it's, it looks I just, better than it does. I don't want to take Adam's spot, but when he tells my jokes, they're funny. I mean, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you die laughing every time. <laughs> I'm waiting on the funny ones to come in. Hey, <laughs> uh, I die laughing every time. 
Back to you, James. Oh, back to Adam. I want to bring his own oh, yeah. home with a good one. Oh, yeah. Back to Adam. Okay, so I think I've said this one before, but Devin sent me this, and it said, a man knocked on my door today asking for donations to the local swimming pool, so I gave him a glass of water. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I like that. Pretty that great. I like how you read one uh, Devin sent you. I'll leave that yeah. word set. Because <laughs> he sends me funny oh. ones. That was oh! not funny. Thank you, Adam. Is that <laughs> walk <laughs> Man, see, Adam, we miss you, bro. This is what we need you for, man. Come on. Not only are you an uh, in-ring performer, you're the funniest one on the show. Walk, the walk, walk. Yeah. Only one time. <laughs> well, speaking of funny, hey, I'm Brad. I guess we're up to the... Uh, I guess uh, you know instead of visually seeing things, we should read things that are just oh. Written. So I uh, I guess up next is uh, Brad with an update on wrestling erotica. So Brad, so, any uh anything? So let me uh, just give you a kind of an update on what's going on here. Stop it, James. We're we're doing this. No, so we're not. We're having, um, <laughs> no, the fuck two, we aren't. We have two things here. I'll accidentally end the recording right now. So we have um. <laughs> So we had I, I got this book on Amazon. It's called The Free Use Wrestling, an erotic sports tale. It cost me two dollars. <laughs> I cool. read the I read the first page. And uh let me just say something. When, when some things sound better in theory than <laughs> when you actually say them out loud, I'm telling you, we are on page one. And I can't read this. I, I, I can't. I told you this was a bad idea, and I wanted this. you to make sure you so, knew this um, was a bad idea. I, uh, I, I, I screenshot it and sent it to a mutual friend of ours, who was on board with this, and said, "There is no way I can read this. I am a professional." I said, "I can't read it either." I said, "So maybe then, I, then I got another. I got an email sent to me, and just when you think this is sick." I don't know who this person was that sent this email, but he is twisted. He has a twisted mind see, and the stuff that this person came up with, and we're not going to name any names. See this what happens a, when you, uh, when you give our email address out to anyone, you never know who um, the fuck's going to actually. The fact that them. this is in someone's mind. And I may know this person is a little scary. We're not going to yeah. give any names out though. So. It sounds like it's just an overall terrible subject and we should have never even brought it on upon ourselves. Because it opens up like a Pandora's box, some would say. Sounds and, uh, like a I don't think it was a good situation. idea to begin with. So well, I, I wanted to. So when a good I want to make sure we put a nail that. in the coffin because I think this subject is dead, <laughs> is it not? Because it opens up, uh, you know, the possibilities of all kinds of crazy shit. So I, you don't know how outlandish things could be. So I think this should be ended. I want to apologize to our our Can great we go back to Cockamania. <laughs> no, I want to apologize to Mr. Randy Okara because he did send me one. I forgot to read it. Oh, no, you can read that one. And it says, poop jokes aren't my favorite kind of joke, but I would say they're a solid number two. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to read some erotica. <laughs> From Randy? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, um, like I said, it's a little tough to read this stuff out loud. And. I think I, it's a dumb decided, subject, and I think it. I think it. I decided been without James's opinion. I decided 
that if we're going to do this, it is going to be behind the wall of a Patreon that no, is not, not that we are not ready. <laughs> no, we are not ready not. to do at this time. So anyway, this, you know, here's the thing, guys. I am I can't do an F Mary kill every week. You know why? Because week two, week three, week four, it gets old, and that's just like with anything in life. You overdo something, it's no good. I'm just throwing things against the wall. I'll come up with better stuff. So as of right now, this is not going to be a segment. Back, <laughs> back to you, James. Oh, oh hey. <laughs> real quick, I'm glad uh kick our crew didn't hump the shark with that one. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That because, was uh fun. we got a good we got a good thing uh you know going so we don't need no uh shit flowing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because we're clean as a whistle. Hey, yeah. hey. Yeah, don't, don't, don't shit in our water, Brad. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, coming up next is, uh, you know, <laughs> Devin's demographic. I see what you did so, there. <laughs> so, Devin, what you got for us this week? What are the kids into? So, right now, in professional wrestling, if I was to say the phrase, the now, who do you think of? I know where you're going theory. with this. I was about Austin to say, it's theory. Austin Theory, isn't it? Is this an Austin Theory segment? No, but that not. is not who you should be thinking of. You should be thinking of Vic Delicious and Hale Collins, the it's former a... NWA World Tag Team Champions. Yeah, an the now. Who they are currently suing WWE and Austin Theory over the trademark, the now. Because they've That's had the true. trademark for the past 17 years. They've been the tag team. They've been NWA tag team champions. They've been all over the independent scene, representing as the now. So, I saw that. I right completely now? understand that they have the case. They have a case against they the, own the words the now, huh? Hey, first, <laughs> right. first and last scene was was Austin Theory. So fuck them. How did uh, Ric Flair make out with the man? Yeah. You won't say it to his face. Yeah, I would. I <laughs> I saw him once on this show. <laughs> yeah, right. It's in our archives. Yeah. Check out our archives. We had Rick Flair live, not paying attention to us. <laughs> I, hate every, I hate every single fucking one of you. Uh, feelings Always mutual. remember that. I know it's mutual. <laughs> I get that. I'm an easily hateable person. But uh, boy, you assholes. That's all I got to say. So, uh, yeah, that was it. Waka, waka, waka. That's my <laughs> That's not your segment. <laughs> no, that's good shit, man. It's good to know. Um, that's they're the gonna lo- they're gonna lose. They're gonna be bought out. Yeah. One or the other. So yeah, um, WWE has too much money. Probably WWE will probably win and stuff. But I definitely feel like Vic Delicious and Hale Collins should be compensated in some sort. Yes, they deserve something, you know, but why not just keep doing what they're doing now and say, hey, WWE can't sue us for this. You see what I'm saying? I mean, why sue WWE for it when they know WWE has the resources to fight them? 35 years for it. They won't fight or, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make them wait, wait it out and just bankrupt them, though, you know? Exactly. You got to pay so retainers. Okay. Yes, we've been doing this long. 
let us keep doing it and y'all keep doing it. That's why when people challenge not to get political, Brad, but that's why when people challenge the government, they end up losing because the government's got deep pockets. So they'll prolong mm-hmm. that shit and make you pay lawyer fees until you're fucking like bankrupt. Until you broke. So I could Same definitely thing with WWE. They, they can just be like prolong it, prolong I, it, prolong it. And you have to pay every time. Boom. Bankrupt. Right. They won't do that. They'll just settle. I, I give, them, give them 25,000 and be done with it. But it, uh, it's hey, a back in the day with Bischoff, I would have loved to have been like, Eric, I got offended. Somebody threw trash away in the non-recyclable or in the recyclable. Eric, I'm offended. I'm assuming TBS for $99,999. Exactly. Okay, where's your check? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I, see, I, I see their point, Devin, but like, they're going up against a big machine. Well, the thing is, this isn't even the first time that the team, the now, has been in my Devin's demographic because back during the Crockett Cup, they were announced to be part of the tournament. Damn, and, so we cease and desisted that uh, segment, I guess, and now you're having to tell us again. We were talking yeah. about the now before Austin Theory was even that big. Yeah, but I still don't know who they are. Boy, Mike, this is going to be awesome moving forward, uh, you know, that we uh, have a bunch of cool-ass guests and stuff. Oh, yeah. But, um, but I mean, they're wonderful. They're great. I just, <laughs> <you know? laughs> they should just let it slide, in my opinion. Oh, like some runny shit? Yeah. You know, who, you know who wouldn't let it slide? WWE wouldn't let it slide. Just True. like they wouldn't let Doink the Clown perform at a freaking uh, high school gym for $25. They actually freaking <laughs> took his They told him he wasn't allowed to do it. So you know what? Go get your money. Freaking take everything you can from them. The freaking big giant can freaking afford it. Hell yeah, You're Brad. You're right. Because they got that one guy, Michael Cole. the Clown. Michael Cole is named after me. They cut Stone Cold's curse lots to Keystones. What the fuck are we doing here? I should sue them for you to name Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Is your middle name Cole? It could be. It's about to be. (laughs) Part of our lawsuit. (laughs) Damn right. Michael Cole Whitaker. (laughs) Damn right. Wonka Wonka. So is that Back your, to you, uh, James. Is that what the kids are doing these days, Devin? They're talking about the now. Well, it sounds like a lot of things are on fire. And, uh, you know, we need to be grilling the right type Including of uh, you know, questions. We need to be grilling the right type of questions to people. So. Always. What better thing than food, wrestling, and uh, beers or alcohol? Shout out. Then, uh, you know, some food. So, Mike, what's up with the meat minute this week? Hey, and uh, I don't know if y'all saw the post, but the uh, recipe from last week's episode is on Twitter. Look at that. Uh, Imagine that, right? Hey, only took, what, 47 episodes? Yeah, something like that. This one might be on there. This one might not. Depends. So, here's what I'm going to do on this one. I'm going to do a Santina Bay Foil wrapped chicken. What's that? One more time. Santina Fe. Where's that at? It's around the corner. Are you talking about Santa Fe? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. New Mexico. Right. It, it, right. it depends on it depends on your language. 
Ah, gotcha. It's, I was waiting on a Santino Morello joke coming. <laughs> it's a foiled rat chicken. <laughs> so here's what you need for this. You need some uh, chicken breasts. Say four large chicken breasts. You need two cups of frozen corn or two cans of canned corn. One or two. Either or works. You need two cans of black beans and you want to rinse and drain them. Eight, eight, not nine, not seven, but eight teaspoons of taco season. Two cups of salsa and four cups of shredded cheddar cheese. And here's what you want to do with this. You take your chicken and you lay your, your chicken on the foil. Aluminum foil. It's called a foil wrap. Okay? So you lay your chicken on there. Then you place wax. Well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to have like four pieces of it or eight pieces. You know? Four yeah, pieces give us a real shit. Set. Don't read off a list. Give us a real shit. I'm not. I'm not I am. That's, I'm, I'm reading this. and I'm giving it to you. So yeah, you need yeah. four, four pieces of aluminum foil. You put a piece of chicken on each aluminum foil. Okay? Then you put a uh, one fourth of a cup of black beans, one fourth a cup of corn, mm-hmm. one teaspoon of taco seasoning. That's good. And one fourth cup of salsa and the aluminum foil. And you wrap it up. Then you throw it on the grill at 425 for 25 minutes. After 25 minutes, you pull it off. Then you put it to one-fourth a cup of cheese on it. Throw it back in for another five to ten minutes. And then you bring it out. And right there, you have your meal. That way, the, the first go-round is the shit soaks into the meat. Second go-round is that little cheese top. It, it melts the cheese. Damn. That sounds good. And everything cooks together. So you got your corn, you got your black beans, and everything else and it all soaks into the chicken breast. Oh, so it's because you wrap it up into a little foil, into a little pack. And then you put off each chicken breast. Boom. You get your four meals right there. So four people, boom, 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 boom. Have your whole meal right there. You don't need sides. You don't need nothing because everything is right there. Boom. Easy. I like Quick that. And you can throw it in the oven, too. It works in the oven. So if you ain't got a grill, throw it in the oven. For 25, 25 minutes, cook it, take it out. got to be easy when you open it because it's going to be hot. It's going to burn oh, your fingertips. Oh, 100%. Your that steam's going to be burn your there. So open it away from your face. Save yeah, it. open it and lick your fingertips. Lick your fingertips. Open it up. Throw your cheese on there. Lick your fingertips again. Close it. Throw it back in for another like five minutes. Let that cheese melt. Bring it out. Ah. Devin, Devin, take note of that one. Eric will love you. You make that shit. Eric would love it. For it. <laughs> Everything except the beans. She'd love it. You don't have to use beans. You use corn it's and beans, man. It's black beans. Those are different beans. Yeah. I got you. Just you. like no kind of beans? No beans. No beans at all. Okay. Oh, because she don't want to fart around you? That's cute. You're about to get married. Didn't she realize that? She doesn't like you the never texture. fart around you again? So you, you she, check the... You take stewed, <laughs> stewed tomatoes. 
Mm, that would be good. Yeah. That's a good substitute there. Get a little, uh, get a little Aviva. Get a little Castanets. There you go. Come right yeah. off the head. That right there. That's why it's called Mike's Meat Man because I can go. Boom. That's it. And now it turned into a Fiesta chicken. There we go. Santina Fiesta chicken foil wrap. Santa, Santa, hey, it's Santa. <laughs> You're adding letters. <laughs> Santina Fiesta. Santina Morella. Brad's done with us. Uh, right. That was an hour ago. Well, we know. Yeah, shout out to uh, the start time, huh? And hey, Brad, you still got a couple weeks to this. Yeah, shout out to 3 a.m. Hey, yeah. It's Can't 3 a.m. I must be lonely. Love, I love the show, man. I love what we're doing here. Can't wait. Bang. There we go. And if you want to send me a recipe, you can send it to at Whitaker1028 at twitter.com. <laughs> or www.whitaker1028.com. That's where he was for 30 minutes about a recipe. So they call it wraparound. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Change. Well, uh, you know, thanks for that uh, meet minute, Mike. Uh, you know, it sounds good. In the yeah, music- actually, that about that, Mr. Randy. Is that good enough grilled for you? Boom. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that being said, we've already uh, done the wrestling. We've done the food. So, hey, let's give you, uh, the people a little preview of what next week is. So, hey. What is next week? Go ahead, Adam. All right. So, like I said earlier, I made um, I made some connections in New South. You know, I made some new friends, and whatnot. So, as we are talking today, unless something changes, we are going to have former New South Tag Team Champion from Wasted. Um, crap, it. I can't remember the names now. I lost wasted it. My generation. Like, wasted yeah. generation. Well, wasted youth. Boy, yeah, you're playing it out on camera right now. Hey, Adam. No, because I only call him wasted youth for some wasted generation. But um, former tag champ Braden Toon is going to join us, and he we're going to talk about his uh, I want to say it was a championship match with um, Kenzie Page that he had, and you're talking about somebody that's went from the tag matches. You know, from Wasted Generation, him and Sean Christopher, and um, and I can't even remember that other fellow's name. I'm sorry. Sean Campbell. Yeah, him. Because I don't see his name on here. I see the name and everything else, but I don't see Sean Campbell's name. But Braden Toon has been coming up a lot. Um, he was in the IWA Mid-South show last year. He was in the GCW New South versus New South show back in January, January 22nd. Um, he's been a bunch of shows in Texas. And so he's been tag champion. He's been champion uh, DFW. I'm not sure exactly what that one is. I ain't clicked that far yet. But anyway, he'll be on next week to talk about his match with Kenzie Page. And uh, we get to know get to know him a little bit better. So he's been around the Texas parts, huh? DFW, like Dallas, Fort Worth, like all the Texas parts. Yeah, it says DFW titles. That might not be. I it. may hook him. Hey, hey, Adam, can you do us a favor? 
on, on, on your headsets, take your microphone and put it all the way up. All the it way. Still works. Oh, it still works because I got a microphone here, jackass. I <laughs> remember <laughs> <laughs> right, if I turn this all the way up. Nope, still works. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, we're going to watch this Kenzie Page championship match. Um, you guys will already know this on Twitter by the time this comes out. But And uh, the other match? Stay tuned. See what well, I did there? Stay tuned. Pretty, we have some ideas. Okay. So anyway. It's going to be mania related. God, you're the worst at this. It's going to be mania related because we are in mania season. So... You know, what better way to, you know, tune up the band than, uh, you know, with right. some uh, mania. You so know, that's what uh, we're doing. All right. So that's what we're doing, James? It's, I don't fucking know. All right. So it's the Rockers. It's versus... mania season. Nope. It's the, it's the Rockers versus the, the Orient motherfuckers so much. WrestleMania 6 because we are having Braden Tune on the show. And what? it's WrestleMania Ooh. season. So because there's a tune, let's go with the Rockers versus the Orient Express and WrestleMania 6. And we'll also be discussing Rhythm and Blues, who is the Honky Tonk and Greg the Hammer Valentine. So you mean like we're talking to a tune, so we're going to, oh, that's very smart. Man, that makes sense. The kickout crew thinks ahead. Professional (laughs) podcast. Let's have fun, man. Oh man, we are we are the best, man. We are the fucking best. Yeah, That's just ask it. Us. When when we got a theme, we got a theme. Yeah, we I did ten episodes of robberies. We did about ten episodes of Devin's trial. When we have a theme, yeah. by God, we're gonna yeah. run into the ground. Fuck, we did thirty Speaking episodes. Of that, of uh, can't wait to see what cockamania opening matches next week. Lord knows, oh. we got something. We're going to run hey, all the way to the ground and then some. We still got about four weeks of Cockamania to book. Yeah, well, we have <laughs> right. a guest next week, so. We can still do a Cockamania. Uh, I don't well, know we if should book him. Outline, we should book but... him for Cockamania. <laughs> Who is your Cockamania opponent be? That, hey, somebody should ask that question. Mm, Brad, be great, Chris, for you. <laughs> so, James, back to you. Pop. That being said, I think the tape machines are rolling on this one, and I really agree that we may possibly be out of a time. Uh, we want to thank everybody. This is a great fucking episode. I had, uh, you know, way too much fun on it, and I think it's time to uh, run DMC out of this place to be. Uh, we are the Kickout Crew, and uh, you are too, because it's your show. And in our show, it's your show. If you have, you know, some uh, bonus episode ideas, if you have some meat minutes, if you want to talk to Devin about some demographics, if you want to send Adam some jokes, if you know you get brass or topics to ring sand about, that's all. Hey, no, about. don't send Brad. Just shit on Brad. It's all we ask. If yeah, you want to shit, shit on Brad, well, hey, that sounds like wrestling erotica right there. <laughs> but yeah, you're welcome, Amy. From the email, it's pretty close. It is your show. That being said, you know, like uh, we're here, you know, for the fun and humor. Want to thank everybody for joining us. Please, uh, you know, listen, watch, do whatever you do. And if you like what we're doing, be a friend, tell a friend. You know what I'm saying? Why, why not have everybody, you know, join in on the funnest fucking podcast that you know you're a part of? Because it's your show, the Kickout Crew. 
You know, uh, I want to thank everybody. We are the Kickout Crew. You can follow us on, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. You know why? Because it's your show. You already know that. We'll see y'all. Oh, hey, we're not get you down. Oh, you got it. Too. Well, see, sometimes you have to skip ahead in life, and you don't really take some things for granted. And then what happens when that happens? You sometimes run into some adversity. And hey, adversity is nothing because uh, it only means that you're going to appreciate the outcome of it that much more. So sometimes when you feel caged and life just gets you down, why the fuck not just kick at it too? Because hey, you ain't pinning me for the three count. We don't lose here. We're winners. So when life gets you down, just fucking kick at it too. Raise that shoulder. Just shrug a little bit. And you're already there. Because that's what we do on your show. And that's what you do on our show, I guess. We kick out it too. Because we're the kickout crew. Keep Peace. waiting, everybody. We had a great episode. See you next week. <laughs>